Welcome H3 Warriors. Today we go to war. Who what do we go to war against? Um what are we going to war Microtransactions. Microtransactions. In video games. Video Oh, we're going to war against video games. <laughs> no, no, no. Microtransactions in video okay. games. Okay, and YouTube. You had mentioned you want to go. I am so mad at YouTube yeah. right now. Today we go to war <laughs> mm-hmm. over microtransactions and and uh YouTube. And bad well, teeth. <laughs> no, you got and the good got beautiful pearly yeah. woods. Thank you to stamps.com and me undies. Um, our guest today, if you couldn't tell, is the wonderful Buggy2988. A lot of people may not be able to tell because I look <laughs> like a complete different person. I mean, besides losing now, now 250 pounds, mm-hmm. um, wow. 150 since the surgery, um, then I've got the, the brand new teeth, hi, <laughs> which is really weird because I'm still getting used to this. This is three weeks I've had these teeth. And um, then, I don't know, I changed frames, and everybody's like, you look like a hipster now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to look like Game Over Greggy if the depression finally won for Game Over Greggy. I, I want to look like uh, Greg Miller as if, like, he just gave up. That's what I was looking for, going for. Well, you really have transformed, and I love that you regularly come and check in with us. Because yeah. from yeah. the first time, this is your third time on the show now, mm-hmm. right? I, I, from the, the first... How many three-timers do you have? I, I'm maybe like zero, a, actually. Think... You may be the first three-timer. Well, thank you for having yeah, me three thank, times. I mean, I love having you. You're one of the best guests ever. Yay. For the first time you came in here, you were with your now ex-wife, mm-hmm. and you could not enter unassisted. Right. You, uh, you were, right. I remember you were in such excruciating pain. Um, I just, my honestly, it felt so horrible for you, like, just seeing you go down oh, the stairs awful. and trying to go out. You had to, yeah. like, sit and take a break. Now, to now looking at you... You told me you were just walking around Universal for yeah, five I did, miles. Yeah, I did like five miles at Universal, another mile around Hollywood that night, and so six miles in a day. And I'm a little sore from it. I have some blisters. Well, I would be too. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you at home, by the way, who are, who are dealing with my now lisp, uh, it's temporary. My te- I'm just getting used to my new teeth. I'm only three weeks out, so if you can tell my voice has changed a little bit, it's going to get better. I, I don't really notice it that much, but I understand mm-hmm. you. I'm it's super, probably more noticeable super to you. Self-conscious, but yeah. you just got new, brand new teeth three yeah. weeks ago. Why did you need teeth? I mean, I know. Uh, why did you need new te- teeth? What so, did, they, did they pull all your teeth out? Like, yeah. tell me. So, like, hereditarily, wow. my family has the worst teeth. Mm-hmm. And all, my mom and my dad were indentures by 40. And I probably needed to be indentures by 40. Uh, my brother has struggled his whole life with implants and stuff. My sister has very, like, she lost all of her teeth and had to get stuff early on in her 20s. So... Um, I had just had this fatalistic attitude about my teeth. One day I will get dentures and not just won't worry about it. And I you, definitely didn't for have... For the record, you don't have dentures. You have like No, implants. these are implants. That's the yeah. real deal. G4 by Gulpa.com are the people that did it. And they have like a cutting edge technology they call the, the, the G4 system. And basically they, they screw metal posts. They pulled out all my teeth. Mm-hmm. I only had 17 teeth left. Out of, out of how 32. Many? Oh, wow. wow. That's 14 were infected. I was walking Jeez. around with 14 rampant infections. Was in your my mouth face. in pain? All the time. Oh, wow. all the time. Jesus. I, the day after surgery, I was in less pain than I was the day before. Mm. And that's after them cutting me wide open, right? So they remove all the teeth and they cut open the gums and they go in and they, they shape the bone and then they put in metal posts. And I'm like half conscious during all of this. Like, I, if you watch the video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash boogie98, type in boogie teeth and you'll see this video. I even show where they spliced me up and put in the metal teeth. But I was so awake, they're like, give me a thumbs up. And I'm like, because <laughs> I was conscious, but I don't remember it. Why did right? they keep you conscious? Was that they wanted a... to make sure that I could answer commands and stuff. When we need you to open your mouth, we need you to oh. lean over, we need you to set up. They need, need you to, spit, to maneuver. Right? Mm. But they also give you like a twilight drug so you don't have to remember any of it. Mm. So I don't. Thank oh. gosh. Um, and they gave me some painkiller too, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. But they put in these 
metal posts that skull, screw into your skull and then screw into your uh, jawbone. And then they put bridges that are then screwed onto those metal screws. And I can, I can go to them and they, they'll take these out and they can clean them. And I have to do that uh, at least once a year. Mm. And, For uh, real? They yeah. take them out? Yeah, they literally just year? unscrew up and, and I can't do it at yeah. home, right? Because it's you know, in special tools and stuff. But if the bridge ever broke or anything. And so a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, the gums... The gums look hella are, healthy, bro. and they're prosthetic as well. The they gums, are. So, look at that. yeah, look at that. What? Uh huh. So natural, right? But if you, never. but if you can really, if you're really seeing, you can see where the neat my actual gums, right? Yeah, but it doesn't look. Mm -hmm. it, I honestly, even looking at it closely, I can't yeah, tell. I, can't I feel tell. like, and the internet seems to keep telling me that the upper row is a little too big, but I like them, right? That's, what do they mean? The top? The like top? maybe the top two teeth are a little too big for my face or something, but I like it. And so this is one of those instances where the internet has been kind of mean. A lot of people, mm -hmm. mostly supportive, right? Some people are like, oh, you look like SpongeBob in that one episode, or you look like the, mm -hmm. the guy from the two fairy godmothers or what? Here's the. Fuck you. Okay, number one, <laughs> fuck you. All right, I didn't do this for you. I don't care if you like it. I did this for me. I wanted to get out of pain. I wanted to get out of infection. I wanted to, 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 to look a little better. Sure, I'm human. I don't really care how I look, but I care about not hurting all the time. And the other reason I did it is because the company that's doing this, they agreed to give away um, to people who are in need. Oh, for real? 12 surgeries over the next year. So they just announced that. If you go to g4bygobel.com, I think it's like a sub-site. I'm not sure it's linked on the web, main website. But if you search for it, they want people to submit like stories and, and videos and pictures. Mm -hmm. And they're well, going to pick 12 people and do the surgery It really is a life-changing. did for me, right? It's, it's a life-changing yeah. thing. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, I told them, um, if somebody comes in and mentions my name, I want to talk to every person that comes in and mentions their name, right? Mm -hmm. So w we had the first person come in that mentioned seeing my video and i've been like texting him back and forth and he got his teeth two days ago and like just coaching him through it and like the healing procedure and because my healing procedure was atypical because i'm a youtuber and i know that sounds weird you mean because you have because... to show your mouth well not only that yeah. but because the i talk. they told me go home and talk as much as you need to mm -hmm. because you're going to need to learn how to speak and eat soft foods for the first couple of weeks but you can eat some rougher stuff. You're going to be fine. Like salad, don't worry about it. Eat some broccoli, you'll be fine. Avoid nuts for now, right? And so a week after the surgery, I started bleeding. Mm. I was doing a PK, Woody's Gamer Tag, uh, his podcast, and I started bleeding. And so I call my doctor, and I'm like, Doc, what's happening? And he goes, you, you maybe have ruptured one of the stitches. Have you been eating a lot? I'm like, Doc, I'm a fat guy. Yes, I've been eating a lot, but I've been eating soft foods. He's like, are you talking a lot? And I'm like, no, I'm barely talking. I did a four-hour podcast today. I filmed a YouTube video. That took an hour of talking. And then I streamed on my Twitch channel for three hours. I barely talked for eight hours today. And he's like, shut the fuck up and sit down because you're, you're causing your mouth to bleed because no one talks for eight hours. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What's my job? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I bled for like three days straight. Wow. Like just yeah. like, like a just, lot just of blood. a little bit. It yeah. feels like a lot when it's coming out of your mouth because it mixes with saliva. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so like on the third day I messaged him and I'm like, hey doc, I've been bleeding for three days. Should I be worried? He's like, Steve, half the population bleeds for three days. Woman up. 
Okay, it's, you're going to be fine, right? I'm gonna go, woman up? Yeah, he said woman up because half the population literally bleeds for three days a oh, month, right? right? He's like, woman up, dude. Completely anyway, nice oh, you're job. right. I guess yeah, I'm being well. kind of weak here, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I think if women were bleeding from their mouth, they'd be more concerned, too. Yeah, maybe, but, but you know, I mean, like, I was worried about lo- blood loss and everything else, but he's like, no, you're fine. That's and the line I'm, he uses a lot. He's got patients bleeding from their mouths. He's like, well, no, up, no. baby. He said it's the uh-uh. only time that's ever happened. That's he a said great line. The only time anybody yeah. has talked himself out of <laughs> how, uh, out, out of the, the recovery, you know? How much does that um, that uh, procedure cost? It's expensive. Yeah. Um, if you have like yeah. Medicare, it can. I think it comes in like eleven thousand. Um, my surgery would have been thirty-eight thousand, I think, or thirty thousand, something like that. That is restricted, right? But in exchange, I mean, it's so right. good, it's so life-changing. Well, but man, that's so really you can pricey. get implants for like five thousand dollars a tooth, and so if you need thirty-two teeth replaced, like I, Holy that's shit. way more expensive. Like it's one hundred and fifty thousand or something. Yeah. Um, this procedure is cutting edge. It's been done like ten thousand times, I think. Now he's done it. Um, and there's like the all-on system, and then there's the G4 system. What's the what's cutting edge about it? Like. It's a, a much faster turnaround. It's a oh. lot easier, and it's okay. a lot less expensive than the right. other options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really surprised, really glad to do it. But the reason I did it is because Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, I've talked to him like once. Diamond Dallas Page. Me and him are friends. Uh, and Jake got the procedure done, mm. and it went viral. And like a lot of you know, I, so that's why I reached out to the company. I'm like, please help me. I will proselytize. I will go on the H3 podcast and I will tell everybody that's listening there mm-hmm. that you guys offer this service because I know there's a lot of people out there. But when they agreed to do it for like 12 other people, how do you not do it? Yeah, or even if I didn't want to do it at that point, I would Can still I do, do it? it. I don't know. Your I want some new gorgeous. teeth. Your teeth are gorgeous. You know that there's people in Hollywood, and, I, and I'm almost sure this is true, who have teeth like mine that are fine but not like extraordinarily beautiful or anything, mm-hmm. and they'll get these motherfuckers yanked and gets beautiful mm-hmm. brand new teeth in. Or veneers I was I talking don't to you. I swear. Yeah. Bro, there why is it that everyone why in Hollywood you is go walking through it unless you need it to medically? Because like, you have like beautiful, perfect it, it, picture. Was it a teeth. fun procedure for you? I'm sure. Um it was far it was not it. great. The first twenty four hours was not great. The first week was not great. But after the first week, I was in less, far less pain than I was any other point with my teeth problems. Bro, you think that getting fake titties is pleasant? They do. They get no. fake asses. Kim Kardashian has like two cabbages in her ass. <laughs> right. The, I mean, do you, have you seen? I'm telling you, like. I guess I just I don't know. We gotta find pictures of like celebrities I, with like ridiculously perfect teeth. You mm-hmm. can almost tell when they're fake. I always wonder if it. Jim Carrey's teeth were fake because they're Jim Carrey. Let's yeah, pull them up. Jim pull them up. <laughs> you ought to bring up. You ought to bring up a before picture of my teeth. Because there's uh, they're, they're so bad. Let's do it, looks, it looks like the broken picket fists around my Jim dead Perry. soul. This guy done. This oh, guy's just, got uh, fucked send up. you a link <laughs> on Discord of uh, it's got some he pictures sent, of some uh, oh, oh yeah. celebs that have done it. Yeah. Oh, we got celebs that have done it. Yeah, this is what I'm into. This is what I'm in. You're right. I mean, the second one down is Hillary Duff, and they have before and after, and her Bro. were fine. Really? Yeah. What? That's what? not real. No, no, no. That, I, wow. I don't know what's going on with that one. No, that's not real. Scroll down one, though. What the fuck is that? The second one is very obvious. The Duff. Yeah. Wow. Bro, I'm, well, you know, I'm not convinced about that one either. Here's, that, what, I, here's what I will tell you. People treat you different when your teeth this are This is real. It's I'm, so weird. The Clooney. But then you can kind of see, like, what is going on? Like, the, do you see what I'm saying, Elo? Like, what, what is with these beautiful, perfect teeth that they have? Like, 
I know it's a, Americans are obsessed. They with are. I, it doesn't I, make yes. sense to me. Yeah. Okay, get a load of this. I though. think that's why I'm so shocked that anyone would do it unless they had to, like medically. Like, well, think about a, when. Think about this. Um, it's normal to put braces on kids because their teeth need to be straight and perfect. Right. I mean, that's a straight up cosmetic surgery. Right. right? It's crazy. But you, like you just said, people treat, people you, treat you better. So on the way back well, yeah. from surgery, I noticed for the first time, I was going through the airport, and every time I've ever gone to like the airport, the girl behind the counter does this. She's like, hello, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Did you have your ID? Mm-hmm. And the very first person I interacted with after surgery, she's like, hi, sir, how are you today? Mm-hmm. Yes, do you have your ID? Like direct mm-hmm. eye contact the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped to get a sandwich, and the guy behind the counter is like, hi, how are you today, Interesting. sir? And I'm like, are people really this shallow? Does it make no, that I don't, big of a difference? No, I don't difference? think it's shallow. I think that you almost, you just want to divert your gaze because you don't want to stare or be rude or something. If maybe, like, right? Maybe. I, think, I don't think that it's like, oh, he's so hideous, I can't look at him. Right. I just think that it's like. Because I, I do that same thing with attractive people, too. I'm like, I have to stare directly in your eyes sure. because I don't want to look at those delicious man boobs you have. Right. Right. I don't want to so be caught. So that. Right. It's that. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's that. But what do you, you? I mean, that's a cosmetic surgery. Absolutely. Yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, it does make a difference. Like, she's got these celebrities. They have to be perfect. Right. <laughs> right. They got the fake ass. They got the fake tits. Let's get some fake teeth in there too. I mean, Why I not? guess if it makes yeah. you, if it makes you feel better about yourself, I'm not one to judge. But wait, at the isn't same Courtney Love's song "If It Makes You Happy"? Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at that beautiful date. Yeah, you're an exclusive club now, Bugs. Ah, uh, hell yeah, Girl, Chris Rock. Look, I'm telling you, his teeth were great before. But I there's a gap. Is... There's a bunch of gaps. Yeah, I think a gap adds personality. I agree, but they disagree. Winston <laughs> Churchill, mother, mother, f what? What did they get? Wooden teeth back in eighteen? Ben Affleck. Look ben how messed Affleck. up his teeth are, dude. Yeah, his teeth are perfect Jack. now. Friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, he's a friend <laughs> of the show. Um, so there you have it. I'm telling you. I love the smile. Fifty man. cent. Look at that beautiful smile. Oh, that's huh. a smart call. But like some people, <laughs> get, some people get just veneers as well, right? Like so that's you're right. Uh, Jim Carrey apparently. Oh, a chip tooth. Come on, get out of here with this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Look at that beautiful teeth. Oh, those are James. perfect, right? Yeah. I didn't want mine to be too perfect, okay. so I asked for longer because I didn't want it to be mm. perfectly even. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I feel you can't go right. I don't want to. You be can't perfect get too even. greedy. Right. So I want. I asked for longer canines, and I jokingly said, "Can I get vampire teeth?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Tell he's, me. he's like, "I didn't get them." It looks normal. But, um, but he's like, yeah. "If you want, if you want weird teeth, you come back in here with some money. We'll make whatever crazy teeth you want. We don't care." <laughs> See, if I was your doctor, I'd be like, "Trust me, you do not <laughs> right, right. want that." So I want like giant werewolf green teeth or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I want to like get a grill. I guess they can make me a grill. Now, sure, right? except it wouldn't be a grill over these prosthetic teeth. It would, it would be just a be the teeth, grill. right? It's a permanent grill. Man, that's crazy. What is the maintenance like? In... It's a pain in the ass. Mm. So, number one, obviously, since my teeth were rotting out, I didn't have a very good maintenance routine. I did mouthwash twice a day, and I was done. You didn't brush? No, no, because it, it hurt to brush. I, really? It was painful. It was excruciating. I would bleed every time I tried to brush. Oh and I had like God. 17 teeth, in, teeth anyway. But like, could you imagine when you have an infection, taking a toothbrush over it is miserable. So I would just hit mouthwash two or three times a day. Now 
I've got to brush after every meal. I have to wash my mouth out with mouthwash after every meal. I have to floss. But you don't floss between the teeth because there is no gap between mm-hmm. these teeth. Whoa. The gap is between the gums and the bridge. So, so I have to take threaders. Right, I have to start off with um, mm-hmm. water pick to make sure there's nothing under there. And then I have to take uh, those, those threaders. threaders. And actually, I'm not flossing the bridge. I'm flossing yeah. the metal posts. Oh, my because goodness. Because those metal posts build So there's no gap. I was wondering. That's there's no gap. Idiot. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. To do that. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it's a it's a pain in the ass, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you oh, know, of course. once you have teeth this nice, I'm going to take care of them for the rest of my life. I'm so excited to have them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if I had nice teeth growing up, I might have taken care of them, mm. you know? <laughs> but it's been it's been really weird. Like like you mentioned at the, the start of the podcast, the ability to walk. This morning, I woke up. And um, had a, another creator wanted to eat a lunch before I came to the show, and I'm like, okay, where do you want to meet? So we walked for two and a half blocks, and then think about it, That's and I'm incredible. like sore. I have blisters in my feet from Universal. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 very freeing hmm. because I had to do right after the show last year, I had to do physical therapy, hmm. um, and they, I, I think maybe just before actually, and they they were telling me you have to learn how to walk again. You're still walking like a 600 pound guy. You're swaddling, mm-hmm. right? We have to teach you everything, how to walk, how to sit, mm-hmm. how to be in your new body. Mm-hmm. And now that I've done that, I've gone cave exploring a couple times. I've, I've, I've I hiked a mountain in Colorado. I only made it like halfway up. I'm like two miles up, but still the ability to do that. And I think I can make it to the top of that mountain now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's very freeing. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, it's fascinating because I, I feel like there's, Obviously, the first time I came here, I felt like I was going to die like that, right? I never thought I would dig my Bro, way out of that. Bro, I didn't think you had long mm-hmm. to live. I mean, you were, you did not, I mean, man, you, you couldn't even make it down the stairs. You had to sit down and catch your breath. I was, was worried miserable, about you. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really miserable. was. I was in so much pain that too, because we were doing VidCon, and we were traveling, and I injured my back a little bit that day. So it was I remember you told me you were bad. on the ground. Just in pain, you couldn't yeah, right. move because threw yep. your back mm-hmm. up. It was so bad. And so, as your pain in your joints and your back and everything, you getting alleviated. my teeth out made a huge difference for my back pain. I can't believe that. But he's like, oh, that makes constantly, sense. Yeah, you constantly well, have it's inflammation. All, it's all connected, right? right? And so I was at like a four every day when I woke up before the teeth getting taken out three weeks ago. Now three weeks later, I'm at a one when I wake up. I'm not even taking my pain medication right That's now. That's incredible. I'm just like, I just get up and move. It's I, I can't. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah That's a beautiful thing. So I'm curious to see where I'm going to be this time next year. A lot, um, the internet is convinced I'm like going to get fat again. Yeah. And like I'm going to reverse the process. But I, I'm i so motivated to not so do awful. that because life is. Yeah. Internet is truly a collection of the. It's just awful. They're Mose Eiley. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like George Carlin said. I don't want to insult any viewers out there, obviously, right? Go but ahead. Insult them. Like George, it. George Carlin once said, think of someone you know of average intelligence and not <laughs> average intelligence for your friend circle, but yeah. actual average intelligence. And then remember, half the world is dumber than that motherfucker. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I know. that. That's a great line. Like, I think there's a lot of smart people out there who are purposely obtuse and purposely. But they don't listen to this show. Right. Of course. not. Only right. the smart. Most. Right. Right. You got to be pretty well rounded. Of course. But I will say some of those idiots see clips from the show and they're like let's use this as a weapon mm. you know i don't understand i don't understand well let's stay, understand let's let's take a quick break when i come back i want to talk about the blowback you got from the last time you came oh up. yeah that was apparently fun. you had some you had some issues i didn't really follow it i had a great time i thought I you were fantastic yeah. i was i thought it was one of the best and then i went off and did the rest of vidcon and then i made the mistake of checking twitter at one point i was like mm. oh 
my guy, like death threats. I had people like calling for my blood, the end of my career. I'm like, okay, well, let's get into that. I'm curious because I don't know what you said. So let's take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back and we will find out why there's a bounty on. No, there's not. (laughs) We'll be right back. There probably is. Yeah, the man. uh, No, let's be right back. No one's got time to go to the post office. You're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy, okay? The post office is a pain in the butt. That's why you need Stamps.com, the most popular time-saving tool for small businesses and individuals that just like to send stuff in the mail. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you time and money with discounts that you couldn't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or just a sweet young grandchild who's sending birthday cards to his grandma. Even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's really that simple. Uh, With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. I don't know what postage meters are, but I guess if you're someone who knows what it is, you know what it is. Stamps, you know what I mean? Like you either know or you don't. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Listen to this offer. This is a good one. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. What? (laughs) Free postage? That's like free money. Go to Stamps.com. That's literally free money. You know you can buy shit with Stamps. They say it's legally money. Is that right, Dan? Uh, yeah, let's go with yeah. Go st- <laughs> I don't, t- don't try that, but something I've heard. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type H3. That's Stamps.com. Go to the microphone. Enter H3 if you want some free postage, scales, the whole shebang, convenience, everything. Stamps.com. Did you know that you spent... Did you know that the average person spends 90% of their life in underwear? No. Or in my case, 100% because I have a phobia and I don't like taking my dick out, ever. Like when me and Ela, when we (laughs) conceived, I was wearing boxers, but just took it out of the hole. Right? So, in my case, 100%. (laughs) And then, so that means it's really important that I'm in the most comfortable underwear that I could possibly find on the market. That's why I like to introduce you guys to MeUndies. It's made of micromodal, it's soft as hell, it's breathable, it's gonna change your life because a lot of us walk around these cheap package underwear that's chafing, it's it's uh, all over the place. You have too much freedom, let's say in some cases you have not enough. That's what MeUndies innovates. It's soft, it's flexible, it's breathable, it has it all. You didn't know that underwear could be this comfortable until you put a pair on. It's insane. Guys, give it a shot. You got nothing to lose here, okay? It's so soft. It's three times softer than cotton. You're going to feel like you're being hugged uh, by joy itself, and you got multiple styles for men and women. Men can now try new boxer briefs with a fly. What an innovation, which is some of the great cut as boxer briefs now an added option for guys who prefer to go through the gate versus over the fence. That way... There's a third option that many people don't know about. You can go down the leg hole. Just a third mm-hmm. option. The tunnel? What would you call it? Down that? the tunnel, through the tunnel, <laughs> sure. Um, the MeUndies is also go-to for the softest loungewear on the planet. Hang out in their supply comfy lounge pants and onesies. Yes, MeUndies makes onesies, and they're incredible. 
So here's where basically you have nothing to lose. Mandy's has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchaser, when you get any Mandy's, you get 15% off and free shipping. Get 50% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on, and there's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if you don't like it, boom, send it back. They'll incinerate it. They'll burn it, and you get your money back. So it's a goddamn win-win. 15% off your first pair, free shipping, 100% satisfaction go to, guaranteed. Go to mandys.com slash h3. That's mandys.com slash h3. Welcome back. We are here with uh, your boy, Boogie. And we've got the tension to playing. <laughs> so you're in the hot seat now. Will I destroy my career on this podcast? <laughs> so you say that, but obviously you're here, you're back, you're good, I love you're you, gold. Man. I love your audience. No, but you you didn't really destroy. I know it can feel like that, and we've all kind of we've all kind of felt that at right, times. Right. But do you really think that you nearly destroyed your career last time you were on here? Um. Well, and specifically, what, what topics exactly did you did it? you get we were, in the hot water? Okay, so. We were talking about, like, the LBGTQ community, and I said something very stupid. I don't want to repeat what I said, because it was really stupid. Um, okay. Uh, I don't remember what you said, yeah. though. It was, uh, I was talking about, like, same-sex marriage and how the Supreme Court ratified it really quickly mm-hmm. and how the world, like, reacted very poorly to that. And I, my intention was to say that I, I hate that people are getting killed over this shit, and I wish that we had a way for people to not get killed. The way I said it was very stupid, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my intention. I don't. Mm-hmm. I hate that people are killing each other in the streets, and I just don't want that to happen, mm-hmm. right? And because of that, people took it out of context and they ignored the intention, and, and it was it was miserable. So, so right? you were mm-hmm. so okay. So it was just that one statement about a, and that's right, that, that was the big one. That was the big one because I right? thought it was about like something else. Because oh. that I didn't, we were talking about all kinds of wonderful things like feeder. You had a right, and that either. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when I was on the show, when I, I was on the show I, last I time, didn't, yeah. If I'm being honest, I was in a complete mental breakdown. I was in the middle of a complete mental breakdown. The last year of my life, last two years of my life, since the gastric bypass surgery, almost two years ago, has been both the best year of my life because of my recovery and the worst year of my life because of the changes I've gone through and the negative mm-hmm. attention I'm getting on the internet. Sure. And like, who gets? Here's a story to give you an example of how rough my life has been. I don't want to play the victim or anything like that, but. My ex-wife and I agreed to separate two months after my gastric bypass surgery, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't make it public until like four months after my ga- gastric bypass surgery. So I go to the one-year meeting with my um, surgeon who did my gastric bypass. And I'm depressed because I started off at 550-ish, right? My biggest ever was 587. I, I go into the office and I'm like 380 mm-hmm. at the one-year mark. And now I'm like 340. Um, but at 380, I felt defeated because I expected to do so much more. It's a lot of right? weight for the one yeah, year. Right, 117 pounds. What did you expect? I mean, what is I, normal? I wanted to be, well, that's the thing. So I tell the doctor how frustrated I am, how mad I am. And he's like, Steve, I want to show you a chart. And he pulls out a chart and he says, you've lost 50% of your excess body weight mm-hmm. at the one year mark. Now, that, the, here's your chart. Here's where you charted. Here is the national average for people who get the surgery. You're exactly on cue. You have lost exactly 50% mm-hmm. of your excess body weight after one year. That's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. You're average. And I'm like, but I didn't want to be average, Doc. Yeah. I wanted to be exceptional. I've got a lot of people watching, a lot of mm-hmm. people counting on me, and I wanted to do better. And he goes, but do you have any idea how many of my patients go through a divorce in the first three months 
Uh, he says, if I'm being entirely honest with you, we watched your videos in the audience, uh, in the office. Mm -hmm. And when you announced that you were getting divorced, we didn't think you were going to lose any more weight. We thought you were going to stop at like 430, 420. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now here you are at 380 and you're still losing. Yeah. And the window hasn't closed. You still have plenty of chances to lose weight. You are the exception. I've never had a patient go through. We have plenty of divorces because it's very common with this procedure, but never two months after the surgery. That's never happened. Mm -hmm. last, last you were here, you spoke very highly of your ex-wife. And yeah. I still you, will. You guys yeah. are very yeah. uh, unamicable. We're, we're still friends. I've talked to but, her most of the time I've been here. We've been trading pictures back and forth. Was we're it still just friendly. The, just really the timing? That yeah, we just, we, we just didn't work. Just when we, it we just Yeah, and we just didn't work. And she had things that she wanted to go do and things that I needed to go do. And God love her. Here's the thing. She could have easily left before that surgery, mm. and I would have never gotten it. She would have been leaving me for dead. She stuck around through the surgery. She stuck around through the recovery. I wasn't fully recovered, but I'd stopped bleeding for the most part. I, I was able to take some care of myself. She left me in good hands with my best friend and my roommate, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you, she stayed like an extra month after we agreed to separate just to make sure okay. I was okay, right? That is very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, she's a, she's a good person. I, I, I'm still, you know, i probably the love of my life. Honestly, I don't know that I'll ever love anybody the way I loved her and... And, it sounds like yeah. uh, you still have, when you say that, that makes me wonder if you see down the road some kind of uh, reconciliation. reconciliation. Or if I'm being entirely brutally honest, and I feel no reason not to, you know, there's one of those moments where my brain's like, don't say it, but I'm going to say it. If I'm entirely brutally honest, we didn't work and we weren't happy. And I don't see us ever working because we mm -hmm. just don't have the matching personality types. Mm -hmm. And she said something to me on the way out the door that I'll never forget. She's like, uh, I'm, I told her, I'm like, I'll never get remarried after this. And she's like, you're already married. And I'm like, I know, but we're getting a divorce. And she goes, that's not what I'm talking about. You're married to this job. She's like, well, it's all you do, even when you couldn't do anything else. You're in front of this computer 12 hours a day, working on YouTube, working on streaming, working on phone calls, working on brand deals. It's all you do. Isn't that a little unfair, though? Because, I mean, that is how you guys met, right? Uh, well, yeah, we met through YouTube. But, but, but she's not wrong. Right. I mean... She's, you know, and so that's been my focus in the last year. I yeah. started dating. I, I talked about it last time I was on the show. I started dating and doing the whole YouTuber thing, like, hey, I've got money, and hey, I'm kind of famous, and hey, I can meet a lot of girls. And then that got really boring after, like, six months or so. And it went wrong a few times. And, like, I met a how lot of wrong? very unsavory people, mm -hmm. like, girls who would, like... Who are in it for the money? Or like really? asked for money, right? What'd they ask you for? Like, hey, can you help me with rent? Here's can I have like four hundred bucks for rent? Oh, for real? Right? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, of course not. Like this when this is not prostitution, we're we're dating, right? It's a good deal though if right? it were prostitution. Right, that's <laughs> a good deal. Yeah, especially some of the girls that I got to go out with. There's that's some good-looking good. girls, right? Yeah, that's not bad. But eventually, I realized that I don't think I'm meeting anybody with good intentions anytime soon. Sure. And, that, and don't get me wrong, if you're a, a sugar baby out there, if you're a gold digger, if you're a sex worker, I got nothing but love and respect for you. It's just not something that I necessarily need in my life at the time. Yeah, right you need, now, right? You, 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 yeah. Need, you need emotional, you need nurturing. Bingo, right? And so, you know, uh, that's what I was looking for is an emotional relationship, mm -hmm. not a physical one. And it was nice having a physical relationship. I didn't get to do that in college, so it was nice to do that post-divorce. Mm -hmm. But now, I guess eight months of just... <clears throat> not really looking or not. So really you haven't lying. been uh, romantically involved, or not really. I've had a few dates, just like, hey, do you want to go see Endgame with me? All right, let's go see Endgame. Yeah, you know, or let's let's. You, I, I like to eat at Roost Chris. You're cute. Do you want to eat at Roost Chris tonight? 
And then sometimes we make it back to my house and sometimes we don't. But it's mostly just about the experience and sharing it with somebody pretty. Mm -hmm. But never am I, I'm not even considering an emotional relationship Mm -hmm. because I want to work on my business and I want to work on my body. And when I get to the weight that I'm at, (laughs) when I get to the way that I want to look, when I've got the money in the bank that I want to have, then I'll start looking for somebody. Mm -hmm. But as it is right now, it's just... Making How much money do you need in a bank to get it to, to you know, you don't, like, you don't got to put I it want, off so much. I want Ethereum to go through the roof because oh, I have some money in Ethereum, right? Oh, you still in Bitcoin? Right. Well, I'm in, in Ethereum, <laughs> not Bitcoin, but <laughs> yeah. Ethereum, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I want Ethereum Crypto. to take off because once I have fuck you money, mm-hmm. then I'm still going to do YouTube. So, I'm just going to do it different. So it's going to be all you, Francis what's videos. What's fuck you money in your mind? I'm I don't curious. know. I, I would like to have, I'd like to have a solid, cleared... 1.5 million and I, I'm not tied up into my house mm-hmm. not tied up into cars not tied up into anything else mm-hmm. I have 1.5 million dollars liquid that I can invest and put wherever I want it mm-hmm. to make me more money mm-hmm. and when I have that kind of money I will be so Arkansas rich I'll never I'll be so Arkansas yeah. rich where I can just buy and sell <laughs> yeah. anybody in the state That's except awesome. the Waltons of course right Arkansas rich I love that yeah 1.5 million doesn't get you very far in LA no it does not but in Arkansas it gets you uh, for like 10 houses <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's it's because I, I, I bought my dream home there for like a quarter million yeah. and then during the divorce we had to change ownership and everything so we had to get it reevaluated mm. and I got it reevaluated at 310 and I've owned it for mm. four years so oh, my house fantastic. it was like 270 is what we bought it for and now it's for 310 yeah so God bless. hooray right Equity like, all day. making money yeah living in it like yeah. my mortgage is only 1500 of uh, 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 1500 a month yeah. off of a 15-year mortgage. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's insane. Right? Yeah, that's really good. So I, I, I think eventually I'm just going to become a, a, well, I think a slumlord out there and buy all the houses yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and own like a block, and this is my block. And this is absolutely. Yeah. Set up right. sentries and barbed wire fences. Right, right, yeah. Like do a tower defense, real-life tower <laughs> yeah. defense, right? Be ready for the zombie. But that's the, that's the thing. When when I get to that point, it's just going to, the only thing that really change, I think, I would, is I would, how I do YouTube. Yeah, I would have thought that you would have already had somewhere close to that already. Well, I did get divorced. Yeah, you so lost half. You lose half, Cheers. right? Um, <laughs> but a lot of people always think I made way <laughs> more money than crazy. I did. But you have yeah. to remember, YouTube at the beginning, the view numbers were low, even though the pay was high, right? Yeah. Um, and I've only ever, I'm still working on my billionth view. I still haven't had my billionth mm. YouTube view, mm-hmm. right? And ad revenue for me, I've always been on AdSense. I've never been with an MCN. Mm-hmm. So I've always had the lowest possible ad rates off of AdSense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've never been really brand friendly on top of that because mm. of the Francis videos and breaking stuff and destroying stuff and smashing stuff. So it's been hard to get brands to work with. And sure. I've really changed that in the last three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most of the money that was offered to me would be video game companies, right? Mm. And, hey, let's fly you out and we'll give you some money to review our game. I'm not taking money yeah, to review a game plan. on what planet. Well, then yeah. don't review it. Just talk mm-hmm. about it. Okay, but that's still a conflict of, of right. <laughs> well, I did that once. Really, I actually did that once with the Ubisoft game. Ooh, um, Ubisoft was Which flying game out was for. It was a um, Assassin's Creed, the one that had multiplayer in it, mm-hmm. right? And they like, well, we'll, we'll book the flights, we book the tickets, we book the hotel. And we want you to come out and play it. And so they had two rounds of influencers showing up. And one of my friends showed up for the first round. Oh, your phone? Sorry. It's yours. What? I thought I muted it. I'm sorry, Buggy. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I got phone issues here. I swear to God I you muted it. Fuck. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm going to slap you right in the fupa. Yeah. Okay, no. But um, Ubisoft, the, the, the Assassin's Creed game with the multiplayer in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they book the tickets. They, they book the flights. They book the hotel. The whole nine yards. They on. pay you? Uh, a little bit. Like spending money. Right? Okay. And... Just just to cover meals and shit, right? Sure. And so 
I'm ready to go out and play the game and experience it. And they want you to give an honest review, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how I feel about flying out to play a game. Now I do because I just trashed Mortal Kombat 11 for its microtransactions, even though they flew me out for the reveal for that, mm-hmm. right? But at the time, I was new and I was nervous and I didn't know how I'd feel about trashing a game I got a trip for, right? Yeah. So they had two rounds of influencers and my friend did the first round and she calls me and she's like, do not show up. And I'm like, why? She goes, it's a shit show. Hmm. It's miserable. I, I screened for two, or we filmed for two hours. I got 15 minutes of usable footage. It's, it's so What's bad. What's the shit show about it? I the mean, multiplayer aspect was poorly well, coded. She was just saying the game is right. awful. The game itself was bad, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like. Uh, well, that's juicy nonetheless. Right. I'm like, I, then I'm definitely not going to show up. And I, I called my company that was arranging everything. And I'm like, hey, I'm feeling a little ill. And I'm also feeling uncomfortable about the deal. And they're like, you know, you have a, a, a back out clause where we, you agree to pay us if you back out from this. And I'm like, well, I don't agree to pay you. And I know I signed that piece of paper, but I'm never paying you. And I'll never work with you again if you try to make me. <laughs> and they're like, all well, right, we're sorry. <laughs> why don't you just show up and give it a shitty review? Because I, I didn't want to take a big dump on the developers. I don't mind taking a dump on a CEO, right? Like the CEO of Epic, Tim Sweeney, I'll go Fuck round and guy, round right? Tim Sweeney all day, oh. right? But I don't want <laughs> I don't want to take a dump on the developers who work on Fortnite. I don't want to take a dump on the people who are working on the storefront at Epic, the people Tim Sweeney hires. Tim Sweeney's making decisions. Tim Sweeney yeah. gets the bonuses, right? Yeah, so but if I they're will, pushing out an uncomplete game, that's not on the developer. Right, right. It's never on the developer. Take, it's always on yeah. the guy who gets that $20 million bonus at Activision. Yeah. It's always on that. It, Bobby Kotick? It's always on Bobby Kotick. So I will I will bully Bobby Kotick all day, but I will not bully a single person that works under Bobby Kotick because why would I? He so, gets He's under the pay grade. If you get a $20 million bonus, you're damn right I'm going to talk shit about you on the sure. internet. <laughs> and so when you didn't show up, was there beef with Ubisoft? They didn't no, they were actually really cool about it. Because yeah. I think they understood that the state of the game that they They're were like, going They're like, it's better you great. don't come. Right, it's probably it, right? right? You know? yeah. They're like, um, actually, the whole thing's off. But then, like, Ed Boone flew me out to play Mortal Kombat 11. And I will tell you right now, I love the gameplay loop for Mortal Kombat 11. I love, if you go to the story mode, if you go to the, the local fighting or the online fighting, uh, you will never notice the microtransactions. They're just not built into the game in a way that annoys you, right? But if you go to the Towers of Time, or if you go to the Crypt, or if you go to the Customization, it, it, it's right there in your face. And look, of course, I have to complain about that, right? And I feel so bad because I love Ed Boon, and I love the Mortal Kombat game loop, and I love the entire franchise, and I got to fly out to play the game. But of course, I'm making a video talking about that. You have mm-hmm. to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if I don't have my integrity on YouTube, then what do I have? Mm-hmm. You know, we live and die by our integrity, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I felt super bad, but I'm like trashing Ed's game. You know, it's worth buying if you like the gameplay loop, but they should have never done what they did with the, did with the microtransactions. Mm. And there's something else that really bothered me about Mortal Kombat 11. And this is, I think this will be the viral clip that makes Twitter mad at me. So get, get ready. Uh-oh. Get ready, boys. Everybody buckle up. Um, but I'm playing through Mortal Kombat 11, <laughs> and I'm playing the story mode. And at one point, Shao Kahn says... Actually, to be honest, I don't remember him saying it personally, experiencing it. I've seen other people talk about it, though I think it is in story mode. It might be in like one of his lines. Of so you the, haven't right? seen it. You've seen a clip I haven't of seen it. it. I've seen or you've a clip seen people of it, talking right. about it. And I've seen people talk about it. Uh-huh. But I didn't pay that much attention to the story mode. I just wanted the rewards. I didn't mm-hmm. care about the story. I skipped it through a lot. But at some point, apparently, Shao Kahn, the big bad of the Mortal Kombat series, says... Make Outland great again. That's why I'm wearing the shirt I'm wearing today. This is mm. my most political shirt. Yeah. Make Soren uh, running for... <laughs> yeah, know, that's, a bad, that's a bad that's take. A, right, right. It's, right make it's, Sauron great again. Right, so... Uh, or make Middle-earth right great again, right? Make, make Mordor, Mordor great, great again. again. That's yeah. super funny. Yeah, right? that's a bad right. take. But 
Uh, so you have Shao Kahn emulating Donald Trump, and all I can think is I'm playing Mortal Kombat 11. It's like, can I play one game without remembering what apocalyptic state my sure, nation is in? Sure, that's fair. Does I guy have some escapism left? Can I have some escapism? Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 used to be all escapism. Mortal Kombat is escapism, yeah. right? You're literally ripping people's tits off and feeding them to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the entire point of the game is to escape reality. Yeah. And and now I have to. I don't. Can I not think about Donald Trump for like a day? Is that a thing I could do? Apparently not. Because I follow. Stephen no, you King. can't. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Love Stephen King. I follow Stephen King on Twitter. Twelve years ago, when he created his Twitter, mm-hmm. or Twitter, right? And I created mine. And he would talk about his books, and he would talk about his family, and talk about his family's books. And he would talk about like the movies they were making. I loved following Stephen King. And now all Stephen King does is tweet about Donald Trump mm-hmm. ten times a day, twenty times a day, yeah. thirty times a day. And I don't disagree. I do not disagree with a single thing that Stephen King has to say about Donald Trump. But can we talk about your books? Can you write a book, man? Can you make a movie? Can we have twelve minutes where I- I'm scared of a fucking monster again? That's not a living, actual monster in this country? Is that a thing I can do? Stephen King would probably say that um, uh, he, it's probably just what's, you know, what's in his brain, you know? It's just the way he's, and that's, I mean, Donald Trump is the king of getting attention. Of course, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he he loves. That's all the more reason to not give him the attention. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I have found myself... Like I used to be a fan of the late night shows, the Fallons, the Jimmies, all mm-hmm. the Jimmies, not the Jim, not all the Jimmies, the Kimball, the Kimballs, and it's like you know, especially Colbert's so oh, Colbert. deep I, in unwatchable now. Unwatchable. Like I was a big fan of the Colbert Report, and he's just I look at him, and I still watch because there's nothing to watch ever on television. I, right. I wonder every night. I wonder to myself why the fuck am I paying for dish right <laughs> it's so expensive there's right. so many commercials and there's never anything to watch that being said I look at Colbert and I'm like this hack it's all he talks about yeah. is Donald Trump it's exhausting and I and I hate how he just assumes that everyone who watches this show like is on his page you know mm-hmm. where he's like well Donald Trump's the biggest fucking loser in the world and everyone's like right right and it's like well I know a lot of Trump supporters and that's weird right um, not very many in Arkansas because there's very few in where I live in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people where I grew up in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And most of them do not like Donald Trump. They do not like him as a person. They do not like his politics. Mm-hmm. What they voted for, they wanted the coal mines to reopen. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to try to bring business back to like jobs to America. And that's why they voted for him. And they'll vote for him again because they hope that's what's yeah, going he's, to happen. He's going to win. Right. You can't explain to him. You can't. Yeah, I joke about being suicidal well, on stream all the time, and people are like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Dude, I, I don't want to live through a second Trump presidency. It's not my. It's not even really Trump's. Like, I don't like Trump or his policy. It's the hysteria going on in the I, nation. I can't handle it. You know. Yeah. But, but besides of whoever, whatever you think about Trump, I'll go on the record and say that he's not my guy. Right. He's definitely not my guy. He's not my guy. <laughs> yeah, he's man. the opposite of my guy. But it's it is exhausting, and it's like, and it is interesting how the media is so. Especially all the late nights. It's just like a giant circle jerk where they're all like rubbing cocks and coming on each other. Right. But apparently that's what people want because Colbert it's is true. number one. I, that blows my mind. <laughs> that really does Colbert mind. is number one. And really he talks mind. the most and about politics. So he is really funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. I I'm still love Colbert. That. I'm starting to doubt that. They but, have these intro sketches every time and it's like oh, yeah. the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. We should get a... Um, we should get like a compilation of his intro sketches to watch here. No, I don't know. I agree. You know who I like? John Oliver. 
He's okay. He's right? a little schmarmy. Like he is. Definitely. He has. He has his moments. But what he I has like his about it, what I like yeah. about it is, it's often educational. Mm-hmm. And he's those are my he's favorite. Nothing. Yeah. He's nothing like a centrist at all, right? But when he attacks, um, I have friends and family who have been ad- addicted to opiates, right? Mm-hmm. And right. when he attacks the, the 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 people who created that that loop for those sure. people, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm just like I couldn't get more of John Oliver. Yeah. Is that right? And it, when he does Trump, when he does the other stuff, he does it in a way that I think I learn something. Mm-hmm. So I never mind because I love to learn. But I never feel like I learn from Stephen Colbert because it's That's just absolutely it's, right. it's clowning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But clown. even if I don't agree with John Oliver, I learn from John Oliver. Do you watch 60 Minutes? Very rarely anymore. You're talking, yeah. I love it. Yeah, 60 Minutes is one of the best shows. Do they put they stuff talk on YouTube? Because I don't op- have cable anymore. I just watch YouTube. Uh, right. They might, actually. But they, I mean, but they're they like. they talk about the opiate. Um, phenomena right, right. so much and they really put people on blast people the, and they absolutely should right like mm-hmm. when you look yeah. at what they were doing with um, what was the really high on Oxycontin I took Oxycontin after my surgery how is that legal I was like well, taking morphine directly through my yeah. mouth I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it sh- certainly shouldn't be so what the 60 minutes what report they, they've talked about like the, first of all, the drug companies that knew it was uh, super dangerous and super addictive that had it classified by the FDA as um, suitable for use for everyday use. So they yeah, fought hard how. with the FDA Insane. to make it suitable for everyday use. So they're being sued and fought over like the the um, nicotine. The cigarette companies were, you know, like decades ago. But at the same time, there's also stuff like pain clinics. Have you heard about this? Uh-huh. And that's unbelievable. You've got these uh, crooked doctors that are setting up pain clinics. And, like, there was one city, like, somewhere in, in the rural central United States that imported enough uh, oxycotton pills that it was, like, a thousand per resident of that city. Of that city. Right, right. Like, and so... They're like, how is it possible that this isn't raising any mm-hmm. red flags either with the drug manufacturer or the FDA or any regulatory? Yeah. Because they're basically um, importing tons of drugs through one crooked doctor and right. then and then becoming drug dealers. And, and evil. It's I mean, it's a definite oh, yes. evil. Yeah. Right? And so they were saying that at some of these pain clinics, there's just lines out the door, like hundreds, thousands of people every day just coming here and they're handing out Oxycontin. It's crazy. It blew my mind, this story. Mm-hmm. So I think in L.A. and New York and these kind of big cities, it's, it's easy to forget what this epidemic is. Mm-hmm. But there are people dying, like literally uh, dying. Oh, in small towns, like the small town Just I grew up in, the small town that my ex-wife now lives in. Um, uh, the, the small town she lives in is, uh, is called, well, she's not directly in it, but there's a town near her called Escanaba. And they literally call it meth canaba mm. because of how bad the drugs problems are there. And the people that have stayed there have either stayed there because they're rich and they own land there or own a okay. business there, or it's people who just couldn't escape. Right. Uh, and so this, there's such a small drug force there. They can literally do whatever they want. You can sell whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And no one's there to stop you. No one's there to bust you. And these people are all miserable. Mm. So they turn to drugs. Yeah. And the profit is through the roof. Either it's legal or illegal. They don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. The doctors participate there. <laughs> the drug dealers. You're not going to get busted if you drive over from New York to this part of Michigan and distribute to one of your dealers there and have him live there, you're just going to make a fortune. And no yeah, one's ever going to find out. It's crazy. It's really insane. Um, I love 60 Minutes, though. That's like the last great journalistic show, in my opinion, that's not partisan. They're just like beautiful, They don't try to dramatize anything. They no. just tell it how it is. And right. it's really powerful, actually, right. just because of what it is. I that's feel what I like, like about it. 
we yeah. are getting to a point where we're starting to have real journalists again. And I'll, I'll use an example here, and I don't, I'm sure he's going to hate me using the example, but there is a journalist at Kotaku called Jason Schreier. And Jason has done some really interesting exposés. He did an exposé on the game Anthem and why it failed and Bioware's overworking culture and how there was only 18 months. Like he, he went in and he found people that worked for Bioware and talked to them about the experiences there and, and created a, a, an exposé very similar to what reporters used to do in the 80s, right? That he blew the mm -hmm. lid off of a real story. And it wasn't for political gain. It wasn't for social justice reasons. It was to try to make the gaming industry better. Mm-hmm. And I literally applauded him. I slid into his DMs the next day, and I'm like, this is actual journalism. You are doing actual journalism. Mm -hmm. Please keep doing it. And I don't think he even responded to me because I don't think he likes me very much. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, it's amazing, Does he follow right? you? Uh, yeah. I, 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 no, I think he used to, and that's why I can still DM him. Uh, right. That's what we call, like, exchange right. words. Not nice words at some points, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, like, have so much respect for that guy because he's doing actual gaming journalism. It actually exists, and he's doing it. And, like, I want to celebrate that man. I want to applaud that man. I want to just write him a check and just be, do this more, please. Can mm. we have that in this nation? Mm. Not report on your feelings, but report on facts. And, like, get actual sources to talk about stuff and not romanticize it, like you said. Mm. Tell the story. Yeah, they're out there, but they're not, you know, increasingly less. It's people want juice, man. Mm -hmm. Of course. They want that juice. Right. Let me ask you, did you watch the new Game of Thrones? I did. Can we talk about that, Dan? Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're, I mean, everyone who's a fan would have watched it by now, right? Uh, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Right. I can't see anybody being really into yeah, it. Yeah, on honestly, one. and even after watching it, I was like, you can't really spoil this. It's like, it just it's is all, what it is. It's all over Twitter yeah. if you're just right, right. It was on YouTube Twitter. trending, dude. I was watching, uh, I, a, I was I surfing a... the trending tab, and there was a fucking spoiler on motherfucking, this was like number three on trending. It shows yep. Arya stabbing. Yep. It's a trending <laughs> YouTube. I have a fan account. Watch Mojo. I have a fan account. Um, Sammy two ninety eight. It's you know a fan who pretends to be my dog on Twitter, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he spoiled Game of Thrones thirty minutes after it was over with a tweet, and everybody's like, "Boogie, you piece of crap! You're spoiling." Oh, I'm like, number one, I'm not spoiling anything. That's a fan. <laughs> number two, have you checked Twitter? Because it's literally on the trending page right yeah, now. Yeah, it was trending. on the trending. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to talk about that because Dan had some gripes with it. I was pretty happy with it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. every second of that. Yeah, I, I did. I, I actually did. I understand the criticism, though, because, like, the criticism being, first of all, I agree, like, when the Night King was defeated like that, it's like, damn, he can't. He entered the game and immediately left. Like, you have the that buildup of the whole series was this showdown. I mean, the, the series is called, you know, Ice and Fire, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Well, that ice, that ice... It's not really a song. It's more of an ice of fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like a little, uh, the story of, of icicle. It's because fire. they went with a short season, right? Like that could have easily, they wrapped that it battle could have mm -hmm. taken place over two or three episodes, right? And you could have the scene where Arya is inside the, 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 the little thing. You have these conversations and the crypt last longer. It should have been two or three episodes, right? Yeah, they're just But they had to up. do it in one episode because mm -hmm. they're doing a six episode season. And I For whatever get that. reason. I don't right. know why. It was still a really long episode when you think about it. It was, right. it was an hour and a half. Yeah. But I think that, um, it was dark I just, too. I have an HDR TV, yeah. and so I'm like, we turned the lights this? off. So I yeah. guess that was okay. Yeah, we all, always turn the lights off. But even yeah. then, on my 70 inch HDR, I'm like, what yeah. is yeah. happening? There was lots of comments about the dark. Yeah, 
Um, but I loved that whole beginning with the, the army that went the Death Rock. Earth. Oh, that was so that was, yeah. that was so, so sick. Yeah, like it was. It, it did exactly. Like here's number one. Here's my biggest complaint about that. Why would those swords go out if they have a spell cast on them just because somebody died? It doesn't make any sense. The swords would go out, right? Okay, because I played enough well, D&D. There was like a blizzard. They had some kind oh, maybe of blizzard, right, right? Right. But like, remember the dragons got lost in yeah. the blizzard. Oh, I think that's they had true, some kind right. of ice yeah. spell. You might be right. Yeah. But the the whole the whole thing was it was really good storytelling, right? Like that moment, I'll never forget that moment as the swords began to fall and, mm-hmm. and the, the darkness yeah. takes over. And I'm like, it's really poetic. It's really beautiful. And I saw a lot of people complaining about it. And I'm like, what well, was the complaint? Uh, well, it was like that's not realistic. The sword should still that's be on not. fire. Da 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm like. Dude, Stretch your imagination, bro. Right, I'm like, dude, <laughs> That's not you are thing. watching a show <laughs> with zombies and dragons. You are complaining about swords going out. Bro, It's they, they have a ice spell. Right. Just whatever they reason. The whatever, blizzard. Right. Whatever reason you want to make up is fine. Well, that wasn't, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, but, but I understand. It's like the Night King, you have this epic buildup, and then all of a sudden it's just like, boom, game over. It you was know, mostly Bran and how. Bran, that m- just, useless Gimp. Yeah, Nothing sure. happened with him. That was, that was what... Theon Greyjoy was the character I most wanted to live. Yeah. Because I feel like I can relate to the character because, like, I feel like emotionally we're kind of similar characters. That's sad, but that's true, you right? You still have your penis, though. Right. Exa- <laughs> well, I mean, as much as a 400-pound guy can. You know they say for every 100 pounds you lose, yeah. you gain back an inch, and I'm up to two inches now, man. Wait, I'm hoping one day it'll serious? be usable. I'm oh, excited. No, Wait. I'm okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I only have one inch. Well, as I get fatter, my dick gets smaller. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I don't know what um, the situation is with your penis. I have an innie, not an outie. Yeah, it goes mm-hmm. so nice. backwards. The but people have, tell me to I, fuck myself, and I'm like, I already am. <laughs> can you see your penis now? Like, how yes. what was the visibility like great. before? It's really great. I can do, like, actual sex. It's weird. Yeah. I can commit sex on somebody if they let me. Have you had sex since you lost a lot of weight? And so what's the difference? Um, well, at 600 pounds, there was one position that worked, and that was reverse cowgirl. Basically, they you lay down, and they... Yeah, they do the work, do right? The work. So it's easy to make sure you're maintaining consent, because if they get bored, they just get them and leave, yeah. right? Because I wouldn't do anything other than, like, right. letting it happen. And so now what positions are you... Um, there's, there's a few things we can do, like, uh, reverse cowgirl's still great, cowgirl's still great, right? Yeah, but, sure. like, if, if you're willing to handle my loose skin, we can do other stuff, you know? You can do, like, doggy. Like, doggy. We and, I think yeah. we spoke about that, and you put the fat on the girl. Yeah, man. And I... Uh, it's skin now. It's not are, fat. It's just skin. It's all skin. I will show you. If you guys want to see... Gross shit. Sure, I will show I'll, you gross yeah. shit. Yeah, we're good. You, okay. What? All right, good. No, let's, Damn, no. what the fuck? I just showed it on my YouTube channel, no, I so I don't mind showing it. you guys. You guys want to see? Okay. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> here's, the, here's the next viral moment. Twitter's going to get mad about this, but... So, I've gained and lost weight my whole life, so... Obviously, there's still a tremendous amount of fat here, right? Mm. But you want to talk about FUPA, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm... Look at this loose skin. Yeah. And this is all loose skin. And my doctor tells me he wants to do cosmetic surgery. I don't think it's cosmetic at this point. This can you hear? My life. Can you hear him? By the way, do what? Yeah, we hear him. We hear okay. Him. Can I? T- I? I almost want to touch yeah, it. Yeah, play with it, man. I don't it's want like, to play with it. Play with it. Feel, I'm a little sweaty because the air is not working in here right now. But yeah, look at that. It's just loose, miserable skin. That's interesting. I mean, I have it here too. I have it. Oh, let me And then like that. the mantis, like play with that. That's fun. Whoa. Yeah, like an old man, I mean, right? No, I've just never felt that much. Uh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So. My, so, so when you're having sex, it's more like. 
Lift it up, lift put it on your butt, go to town, right? And are there girls that are into that? There are girls who have put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've now met a girl who was like, oh, I want your wrinkly skin all over my <laughs> face, right? Right. And so that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think I, I really have, like, womanized or whatever. And I've gone out with, like, I've made a lot of female friends in mm-hmm. the last year, right? But for the most part, you it's, you got to be a special person before I take you back home and show you, you this mess. Do you have trouble, like, performing when you're heavier? Because I... I... At my biggest, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I was having hormonal issues like mm. i was producing next to no testosterone fat produces estrogen mm. so i had all these like hormonal confusion confusing blockers i still was able to get there every time i never had like problem completely performing but that means you're going to be like you're going to be yeah i'm gonna be a honest rock hard <laughs> yeah. baby mm-hmm. it's and it's your is your erection quality improved since you've lost weight uh since i started taking testosterone but oh, losing right, weight right now made that big of a difference and right? do you, have you ever tried taking like viagra or something like that no but I did start taking an antidepressant at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And it's a very common thing where you have trouble finishing. Yes, um, I have that and, problem. And so some girls have really liked that. Mm. And some girls have really been annoyed by that. Mm. You can tell which ones actually are enjoying themselves. Well, they can wrap they're... it up when they can wrap it up when they're done. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I started taking uh, that's the really the, the only side effect I've experienced is that. My dick has lost like a lot of its sensation. Yeah, which makes it hard to finish. And I feel like my dick has shrunk too. I don't know if it's shrank. I think my dick what? has shrunk. You would know. Yeah, I don't think it did, but I don't know. Um, you've been you've look. Been I've seen it. It looks pathetic. It looks pathetic. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm getting fatter or older, but like I used to be proud of my dick, and now it just looks <laughs> pathetic. Right. Well, that's part of getting older too, right? I don't know. I've gone through the reverse thing because I've lost so you much weight. Like so much weight. I'm like, oh my God, look at me. <laughs> really? I'm almost two inches. I'm <laughs> massive now. Hooray. Yeah. There's it's nothing. Not a... There's. I mean, being proud of your penis is one of the best things. It's great, it's right? It's fantastic. <laughs> As a man, when you can look at your dick and be like, right on, bro. Right. So I, I think that, I think I need to be proud of my dick again. Mm-hmm. You should be. You should be proud, right? I haven't noticed. Are you proud of his dick? It's not about what you think about my dick, Hila. It's about how I feel when I masturbate. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Yes. Sex is weird. Yeah, it's strange. It's the Um, whole concept, right? Yeah. Uh, I, so I, like, I like having women in my life, and I like having female friends, right? But you you got to be a special-ass girl before I take you back to my place and be like, hey, here's this fucked-up body. Do you want to see it? Yeah, but you got to own it. I mean, no, I there's no there's I no if, uh, if I like you enough, you know right? I mean? Like, if I do enough, I'm like, this is my body. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> and if they say no, then they leave. Yeah, but soon you're going to be, dude, you're going to be a slim, tight little twink with a so. rock hard cock. I have so. I've, I've really been plateaued at about 340 pounds for a while now. It's been a yeah. struggle going between 30, 40, and 350. And I know what I need to do. Um, my friend Diamond Dallas Page wants me to come and stay with him for a couple weeks to get into the accountability cri- crib and like yeah. exercise and eat right and just like film it and, and share it with my audience. And I really want to do it. I think I'm going to do it after the con season where I'm traveling all this summer. Um, but the biggest thing, I really want to get the skin removal. Yeah. And my doctor told me when he was looking at this stomach last time, he's like, that's 30 pounds right there. Yeah, I, that's, I would literally move 30 pounds. So I'm 340, <laughs> but maybe I'm a little closer to 320 or 310, right? Because, right. and then there's a, probably another five, 10 pounds up here with the, the breast tissue. So there's like one surgery here, another surgery here. I don't think they'll do both at the same time. Maybe yeah, they will. I don't know. Lot. 
I don't want to do it twice. But originally, I said I would never do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, for really? And now it's become such an issue. It's such mm-hmm. a terrible. Why did you think issue. that you wouldn't want to do the skin removal? Who cares what I look? I don't care what oh, I look like. But it's like an actual encumbrance, right? Right. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. You know, I, I guess on some level, I am human. I do would like to be attractive one time. Bro, before it's I die, not. That, right? It's not. But you don't have to be feel ashamed to want to look. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's mostly just painful and annoying and yeah. and it's causing health concerns now yes yes, so yes yes eventually i will do it what's your diet like what's your everyday regimen do you have bad days on diet i have bad days and i have good, good days, days right like what's it's, a bad day look like a bad day is like uh i'm gonna have mexican for dinner and i'll eat like i'll go get fajitas and i'll eat like two burritos because that's all i can fit in like two, two tortillas for the burrito and i'll put it in the fridge and then for dinner i'll have two more and like that'll finish the the that meal. Doesn't sound that bad. That right? sounds normal. So, but the <laughs> wait, how's that bad? That's not bad. Because I mean, it's still best fifteen hundred calories right there. Fifteen hundred you know? calories. And so if I had a normal breakfast of like three slices of bacon and two eggs, you're looking at that six hundred calories there. And then so is that what your normal breakfast looks like? Bacon and eggs. It, I've been doing a lot of turkey bacon and egg whites now yeah. lately to try to reduce calories yeah. a little bit. Um, but that leaves me so hungry that by the time mm. I'm done with working for the day, I'm stressed because I'm yeah, stressing. That's, you're like, just that's starving. my biggest issue, right? It's so hard. I'm trying to lose weight, and it's just I've talked about this before, but it's so hard for people that don't have like a fat gene to understand like what right. hunger. Right. And you know you're not hungry. Like I've been eating for breakfast like a bowl of unsweetened oatmeal just with water and some berries. Yum. And that's it. And it's good. I enjoy it. It's really wholesome. But you get so fucking hungry yep. right. towards the middle of the day. That that's not your problem, though. I mean, I get... I When I'm hungry, I immediately feel it. It's, like, painful because I'm... There's not much... The ex- problem ex- is right, right. But that I go beast mode. You're, and, I mean, I see it with you. You'll just get this idea in your head all of a sudden and it's like are we getting pizza tonight and then <laughs> hey. it just doesn't go away until we get pizza that's one and of the things then, i like about the surgery though like greasy foods like pizza most of the time just make me really ill for real so I, don't I need that it, right it's kind of nice mm. so what do you pick out on what's your like your I vice far too much fruit at home fruit yeah, come on get, give do, me the real I shit too much but like uh, I do eventually Reese's cups are like one of my biggest that's, things, right? That'll make so I go that'll to the Walmart get you in line and I'm like, fuck, I haven't Not had one fruit. in two Come weeks. On. I haven't had one in two weeks. I want one now. I want one so bad. Mm-hmm. Every are once we in talking a while. about the bigs or the minis? Probably the big, so I can get. And I how many bigs do you eat right? when you really go hard? Like two would be really hard now. That's come on, that's not I'm that hard, man. It's you know, but I my my metabolism took a huge hit with the surgery. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues, right? You mean it's slow? Oh, you mean right? Slow is because my body. I went through starvation mode for two years, right? right? So if, if if what my doctor says is, is to be believed, like I'm taking a bit of a hit to the metabolism, it'll hopefully regulate at some point, right? But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, on on a really bad day, I eat. 3,500 calories, which is enough to maintain 340 that's, pounds, and that's yeah, a problem, that's right? that's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot, right? Yeah. And on, like, a really good day, I eat 2,500, you know? Like, that's me trying. Uh, it, it all comes down to stress, and it all comes down to comfort eating. Like, there's this YouTuber, I won't mention any names, but he made a video about, like, um, I said on Twitch one night, I'm like, I don't know that I'll ever get smaller than 350 pounds because I'm really happy at my current size. Mm. And the reason I said that was not because I'd given up. I said that because a lot of people were really worried about me and I wanted them to stop worrying. I wanted them to know that I was happy where I currently am, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to gain the weight back. I'm going to try to maintain this and I'm going to probably keep losing, mm. but I want you to know that I'm happy. That was the important part of that story, mm. but they turned it into, oh, he's encouraging people to stay fat and he's going to die in the next year and all this stuff, right? And it's super frustrating because that's, number one, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. But, okay, whatever. Uh, 
I just wanted people to know that I was happy, and now I'm so mad remembering this that I feel like I, I feel like I, I've lost track. Um, Have you? Are you in therapy? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. I'm in and, and out. Therapy. On, and I had a problem with my therapist yeah. recently, actually. Really? Because I went in and I'm like, I'm dealing with online hate, and I'm like losing subscribers. I've been go subscribe to YouTube.com/slash/Bookie298. Um, but I've been losing subscribers for a while, and it's really frustrating because YouTube is telling me. What used to work doesn't work anymore. And I'm really mad about it. Mm. And I'm getting a lot of online hate, and I don't know how to deal with the online hate. And he's like, would it help if I subscribed to your YouTube channel? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And he goes, well, I'd be showing you support. Would you like that kind of support? And I'm like, you so don't get the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a You're massive fired. disconnect, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I stopped so seeing weird. him for a while, and how I old recently he? reconnected. He's in his like 40s, 50s, right? Dude, finding a, ther a good therapist is super tough, man. Right. I recently Ooh. tried... And I did not like the therapist. Right, and that's, if you're ever shopping for a therapist, you have to be aggressive, and you have to find, like, I, I'm sure you're aggressive about your OBGYN. I'm sure you'd be aggressive about your uh, cancer doctor. You'd be aggressive about your general practitioner. Be even more aggressive mm -hmm. about your therapist, because if you don't click, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's a huge the waste of time. The problem is, money. too, that you have a niche, you have a kind of a niche issue where you're an internet right. celebrity. Exactly. Which I think in Arkansas, you probably don't have a lot of people that understand. No. I mean, and it, you don't have to be, uh, Anyone could potentially have the insight to understand what that is, but like right. you have a lot of therapists out here in LA that have um, have experience treating people with that who are performers. That. That's interesting, right? Because phone therapy exists. I should find one in LA that wants to do like phone mm -hmm. sessions. You know, it's possible. Mm -hmm. I do think you could find someone who's insightful and talented to treat right. you there, but I right. just think that people the, are the, more. The doctors I worked with, don't get me wrong, like he helped me so much with the divorce. If he's listening, I apologize. You know, you he helped me so much with my divorce. Their office is a very good office. Everybody there is very talented, and he's very good at what he does. That said, in that one area, he just rubbed me really wrong, and I'm yeah. like, how do I deal with that, right? Yeah, because that's that was the primary focus of what I needed. Then I'd made it through the divorce, I'd made it through the, mm -hmm. the surgery, I'd made it through, all, and he was very helpful with that. But now this is my primary issue. What do I do? How do I fix it? Well, I could click subscribe on your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, that's so a, great. That's like some mom shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll subscribe to you. He's a cool guy. Man. He's a cool you know guy, what? You know? My. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough problem. I don't know that there's a solution. I think the. the so the, many people are dealing with it now. Right. It seems like everyone. Well, I will say, and I said yeah. this on the show last time. I'm very fortunate to get to talk to a huge number of creators through mm -hmm. all the shows and stuff I do. And because I'm OG, a lot of creators grew up watching me. And now that they've made it and gone far past me, they still treat me with love and respect. And so when I go to shows, I get to talk to everybody. And universally, creators are anxious. Universally, creators are depressed. Mm -hmm. That comes apart with being a creative type, right? Because most creative types are dealing with anxiety, depression, stuff like that. Yeah. But when it comes to the laser focus of the internet mm. and the way people treat each other on Twitter, because I still believe, I said it on the show last time, I got backlash for saying it on the show last time, I'm going to say it again, I think the way we treat each other is wrong. I think we need empathy, not hatred. I think we need to give people second chances, not destroying them on their first mistake. I think that we need to give people an incentive and an ability to learn from their mistakes and become better people. And that's the only way we'll ever have good people. You can't do to James Gunn what you did to James Gunn. You can't do it. You can't do it. And yeah. I'm, glad they, I, I'm glad they took it away. I'm glad they took a step back. And I hope we see, start seeing more stuff like that. 
Because when even when you make a real mistake, even when you make a big mistake and say something truly stupid, mm. it is possible to allow that person to continue to exist, learn from their mistakes, be a good example, and become better people. And I, I will always believe that, and no matter how much hatred I get for it, Treating each other with vitriol is wrong. It will not solve the problem. Well, obviously, that's not a. I mean, that's not a controversial. It is because statement. when you tell bullies it that depends. bullying doesn't work, you get bullied. That's what happens. I think the problem. I think I've 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 learned a lot. I think in these past years of having dealt with dealt with things, been through a lot. I think really, it comes down to being able to um, compartmentalize like reality from. From fiction, right? And unfortunately, I think that social media is not going anywhere. And it, what it does is just it amplifies, you know, negativity. Of course, it's designed to, like you want to hear the black pill version of me. And what I'm about to say, I genuinely believe this is not hyperbole. I genuinely believe that social media is designed to divide us. I genuinely believe that Jack and and Zuckerberg and all of these people that are running these websites know that it's <laughs> profitable. And know that it makes them more more rich and more powerful. The mm. angrier we are at each other, the more we fight. Mm. And that's why, not only is it natural human uh, interest that we are interested in the, in the juice, that we're interested in the drama, that we're interested mm. in, in attacking each other, that we love being vitriolic, that we love being anonymous on the internet and attacking each other. But they know that that's not only what that we we do, but it's profitable to let us do it, give, give us an arena to do it, to encourage us to do it. Mm -hmm. And you know. Jack, God love you. I, I believe that when Zuckerberg and Jack and all these guys make their changes, they only make changes right up to the point that they can't be sued anymore because mm. that's what they care about. Sure. I believe I believe that, 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 that there's a possibility that that's true. I think that we are just not well equipped as human beings to deal with that kind of um, floating consciousness of like social media and, and what it does to us. I think we're going to get better at it I hope so. because you have to learn basically that what you see and hear there is not really real, right? right. And of it course. feels real, and it's what you see, and it's what you hear. But again, the people that watch and support you, I mean, you have to be a little bit psychotic to go and leave a hate comment as in a grown man. Right, you have I mean, to be. I, have n I haven't left a hate imbalance. comment on anything, I mean, since I was, I don't know, ever? I don't right. know. I don't know. People, but, people, so people have said to me, like, you like everything. And I'm like, no, there's a lot of stuff I don't like. Yeah. But I don't talk about the things I don't like. Well, you can talk about things you don't like. Well, like I, I will for my business, like, like you know, when a, a game company messes up, and I want to encourage the game company to get better, I'll talk about that, right? But, like, if I don't like a creator, I can name four creators off the top of my head I don't like, but I very rarely talk about it. Name because them right now. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jake and Logan. I'm sorry, guys. You, you guys screw up a lot, right? That's, uh, what else? Give me something good. I'm just kidding. I'm not putting Okay, it no. But, <laughs> uh, th th this douchebag who made this video encouraging my fans to distance themselves from me because I'm fat. Mm. That guy, I'm not going to say his name, but they're like, why do that? Why and did do that? did that have a lot of views, that video? Yeah, like uh, as many views as my videos get these days in the 100,000 range, yeah. you know? So it's like... It's 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 hard, but it, it it really is. You have to. I think the the pursuit that we all have as as people today, and especially entertainers, is like the pursuit of uh, authenticity. It's like you have to have a right. you have to pursue this idea of authenticity within yourself that gives you confidence and ground to stand on. Right. It's it's simple, but it's like the hardest thing to do right. in, in your life. For me, it's almost like a a lifelong pursuit. 
because what does it mean to to be authentically yourself? How do you do it? And at the soul, the center of what it means is being the, having the confidence to know and believe in the things that you're doing right. are the right things right. that represent who you are. Right. When I was first coming up, being authentic wasn't wasn't a problem. I didn't even have a choice. Everything I did was authentic. But then when you start hearing voices and dissent and mm -hmm. thoughts and people telling you, no, this is how, this is you authentically, or this yeah. is you authentically, or you've changed, so that's, you're not authentically you anymore. Or right. just someone saying they like this content, but they don't like this. It all... It all goes into your right. consciousness if you think about it or not. And you're really you're struggling with a thousand voices, ten thousand voices, a million voices, mm -hmm. all saying different things. It's like a version of schizophrenia, it, it, right? Right. And it's, eventually, you just have to separate yourself from it. And you, you seem to have done that entirely for the most. Not part. entirely, right? But for the most but part, it's something I've been working a lot towards. You have to be your authentic self, and if you listen to that stuff, you can't anymore. And, and that was the biggest issue that I had for the last two years yeah. is I would read what they were saying on these forums and these subreddits and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would read and I'd be like, oh my God, I need to change things. I need to do exactly. different things. Like, those people are never going to like me no matter what exactly. I do, right? right. And but they have you, a false you don't, narrative anyway. They literally, the they don't lies, know the you, insane dude. lies. They don't right? know you. Exactly. They don't fucking know anything exactly. about who you really are. I saw, a, I saw a, um, a tweet the other day. Had your name in it and mm -hmm. I was up there next to you. And it was a list of people that PewDiePie followed who were Nazis. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it was me <laughs> and you? Yeah. How, on what planet are you a Nazi? Here's something <laughs> else know. somebody said. I, it was I, in an article. It, the, was, it was actually got a lot of coverage. Right, it's insane. Alpha Omega Sin, a guy out of Texas, he's, he's very LBGTQ plus as far as friendly as I know, right? Apparently I'm transphobic. I, which I literally, I own a gaming store now. I, I just put 15 grand into a new gaming store. And yes, that is a profitable thing, right? So I'm not an angel. I'm not a saint. I plan to make my money back because it's a store. But we owned one store uh, called Why Gear. do you need to make that caveat? Of course. Because that's people will try to take away what I'm about to say, right? And I don't want to let them. I don't want to yeah. let them. All right. You no? Know? Uh, because after, after upsetting the LBTT community last time I was here, I wanted to make up for it. And I don't talk about this very often. I'm talking about it now a year later, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't talk about this stuff very often. Mm -hmm. The way I made up for it is uh, uh, a trans friend of mine, uh, Olivia, totes, uh, Olivia uh, totes Olive on, on Twitter, if you want to go give her a follow. She opened up a store called Gear. And when she opened it up, I bought a bunch of cards from her personal collection to help open the store. And the reason I wanted to do that is because she was going to register it as an LBGTQ plus safe zone. And if you hear the word safe zone and you roll your eyes. What's safe zone? A safe zone, specifically oh, safe, zone. safe zone, right? Mm -hmm. And if you hear the term safe zone and you roll your eyes, because who would need that? We are in Arkansas. That first store was two hours away from Harrison, Arkansas, where the current Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan lives. We opened our LBGTQ plus safe zone in Klan territory, people. Okay. And, and we did this, and what the safe zone means is, of course it's a safe zone for everybody, right? It doesn't matter who you are, come play at our store. You're gonna have a good time at our store. You won't have to deal with politics or hate or anything. We're a gaming store. But if you're an LBGTQ plus member, we have someone on site who can counsel you and help you deal with life issues. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're having trans issues, if you're having problems getting bullied in Arkansas, if the clan is breathing down your back, come to us, we will help. That's, mm -hmm. what our, that's one of the things our store offers. Mm -hmm. So the owner of the store, uh, my friend Glenn, says to me, I want to open another one an hour and a half away. Will you give me some money? I cut him a check right there. I didn't think about it. Will you register this one as an OGVT kill safe zone? Yes. Will it annoy the clan? Yes. Here's my money. Well, I'll pay you back. I hope you do, because I would like to have the money back. But as it is right now, I'm a partner in the store. Let's kick some ass. And if I get the chance, 
I'll open one an hour away from Arkansas or from Harrison, mm. and then now half an hour from Harrison. I'll build one in Harrison and let it burn them, let them burn it down. But the internet thinks I'm anti LBGTQ. On what planet? But that's the so that's the thing is like most. I'm sure that first of all, you know yourself. You are mm-hmm. the people that know you know that you are right. People, your fans, your actual fans, which is the vast majority of people who consume your content. I would assume right know that you aren't. So again, you're you're facing a, an unreality. You are responding to and something it's maddening, that though. really it's maddening. It, it is maddening. It's totally maddening. And I don't think we're equipped to deal. That's what I'm saying. Like to to deal with that insanity right. but we have to first acknowledge that it is insanity right and that um that's what i mean the the pursuit of authenticity right because you have the whole concept of authenticity gets so mixed up with what other people expect from you or the fact that we change over time as online personalities that we we have to be allowed to evolve. We can't stay in a stasis. That's not authentic either. Of course, right. So you have to know who you are. You have to know what you're about. And, and it is such a difficult thing. But when you know, when you really know who you are authentically and, and you can be yourself fluidly, then then I think that's what can help nullify these voices. That, right. But for me, I just, I, I tried to, to not engage with them as little as possible. I, I'm I, trying really hard not to. It's very difficult because I have an anxiety disorder. And I get very anxious, and I yeah. will dissociate. And when I'm dissociated, I need to not have my phone near me because I will talk to somebody for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and not even yeah. be in control of what I'm saying. Well, I, I think can... also it's a problem with not just us, but everyone. Like, for example, Twitter reporting some stupid, oh, the internet was upset about this on, mm-hmm. you like, know, really? on Twitter news. And yeah, it's like nobody tweets. was. Right. Maybe a few tweets. Because that's what Jack does. And, all of a and sudden that, that's a how story? he makes his money. That's how he, that's how that platform gets investors. But then it's not just them. Then it becomes a story on mm-hmm. articles, and you know it all right. kind of like. Yeah, and I think you're right about that. They are stirring up drama for profit. It, it, the one that really reminds me of that Shane Dawson story that was right. on Twitter news that he's that like a crazy. pedophile. Twitter runs this story in the headline. It's a non-story that they created from like one random bullshit, and it gets blown up into this huge story. Um, that's that is a, actually a bigger problem because mm-hmm. I mean that's like fake news, you know. Right. You're creating a. a but that's why I mean. That's just you know what that is. That's just a, slander. That's just libel. For us on a personal mm-hmm. level, we need to know how to separate this stuff. But then for reporters, for example, they also need to know not to take it at the same. Right. I mean, I, not I, to give it the I same. Think, again, one of my biggest focuses yeah. is the gaming world, and like as much crap as I gave Mortal Kombat 11, there are people actually reporting that it takes six thousand dollars to unlock everything in Mortal Kombat, or you can play the game, idiot. Like, like literally, Ed Boon had to come out and say, no, most of the skins that that you can buy are are are, are purchased playable through the game, and most of the skins that are, are playable through the game you can't buy. Like, what are you talking about? You people are lunatics, right? But it doesn't matter because all these gaming channels see that one headline that sure. was falsely reported and they run with it it's yeah. absurd it's absurd you know i i've i've, I've done that a couple of times i've i've taken kotaku at their word polygon at their word and and thought well, look at the sources didn't verify it myself reported it and then had to take the video down because i felt like an asshole well that's fun no. i mean we all fall prey to it it's it's everywhere mm-hmm. but i think even not just like entertainers but everybody i think is going to be faced with we have kind of an existential crisis of of identity that we all need to face with because on instagram you don't see reality on on social media you're not seeing reality Mm -hmm. and i think we all 
need to find our authentic selves. I think that's like a huge, a huge thing that, that uh, we all need to deal with. That's why I love Jim Carrey. Because um, I don't know if you've seen this, but Jim Carrey's a bit of a space cadet these days, right? Yeah. But he's living as authentic of himself as he can be, I right? totally agree. It's and that's insane. why, like, he, his whole Twitter thing is very political. I love his cartoons, though. They're mm-hmm. freaking genius. They're so funny. But he's, he is being very authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so, again, people can say whatever they want. They can call him a hack. They can call him part, whatever. I'm sure they say terrible things about him. But that, you know, he's Teflon. Right. He's right. authentic. And so... That's kind of what I've been trying to deal with. I do think that disc, like I almost never. It's a shame because you want to engage with the good people that that uh, care about you. Right. And, and, but ultimately, you kind of got to not take that too, because uh, well, it can have the opposite. It's not effect, authentic, right? also, right. In a sense, because right. it's like you know they don't know who you are. They don't know you. I've had people say, "You saved my life," and I'm like, "No." You did the work. I, I, I provided the temporary distraction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, you uh, because I was 500 pounds and you started losing weight, I started losing weight. I've lost even more than you. You helped me with that. No, I didn't. I made a video. You know, I'm glad that it, it registered in the world in some way, but you're giving me far too much credit because you had to do the dieting. You had to do the work. You're stronger than me. You're better than me. You were more successful than me. Mm-hmm. On what planet am I responsible for your success, right? But they want to give you that, and so- I'll take it. Uh, well, they, so you see, authentic. you see what you're uh-huh. saying. Yeah, it's not. I have trouble accepting compliments like that too. Actually, I talked about it with my therapist, and he made an interesting observation. It's like you have no problem um, not accepting the good, but you absorb all of the bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you got to not take either of it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all kind of not. I'm, I'm going to say superficial. Not that their feelings aren't, right. but that they don't know you. They right. don't know you. And it's great that you're, what you're creating uh, conc- that is giving people such a strong reaction one way or the other, right? That mm-hmm. means that you're successfully um, igniting people's emotions through, through your art form or your right, medium. Right, right, right. But again, they don't know who you are. Right. And, and you can't from a, a 10-minute YouTube video or 10,000 YouTube videos. You can't from a four-hour Twitch stream. You can't. Yeah. You can't. And I'm trying to be the most authentic self that I can be, right? But how do I not, in a world of live stream fails and, mm-hmm. and, and Twitter clips and, and all this other stuff, how, how can you be truly authentic anymore, well, I right? Think, yeah. I, what so I would difficult. say to you and what do I do for myself is just to avoid it. The best thing for me, because think about it like this. Let's say that there's a clip of me on live stream fails from one of our live streams that has 10,000 points and everybody's clowning on me because mm-hmm. I did something super embarrassing. Right. If I don't see that post, I am unaffected. You're right. I am the same the next day, the next week. Mm-hmm. That shit didn't affect me at all. I have people so dedicated to ruining my day. <laughs> that they every time I tweet, they immediately like post this the the all the miserable stuff that's being said about me. Uh, I have two different people from several email accounts because I block them, so they change email accounts all the time. They send me email digests of the hate I've gotten that day <laughs> on Reddit. Hey, you should see that's this. Thread. Look at this terrible shit. There's a, we found this out about you. We found this out about you. I'll click on it. It's all lies and slander. It's all made up anyway. It's something I said taken completely out of context, right? Yeah, you're you a Nazi. You're that. a Hitler. You're a sex addict. You shouldn't or whatever, read that right? stuff. And and uh, but it's the same people spoiled in game for me. I think because I got an email from so and so kills so and so at gmail.com. 
Oh my and god! And so on the notifications on my phone, you got a new email from <laughs> Batman kills the Joker. At, oh, that's right, pretty you know? good. And I'm like, wow, good job. Level, I'd already got it ruined on Twitter, but at least you tried, yeah. right? Um, but like, I there's people out there so dedicated to me, and they're like, stop playing the victim. I'm like, then these people need to stop victimizing me. Maybe. Well, you got to stop giving them you know? attention. Like yeah. you're talking about them now, which is emboldens them. Right. It's pretty incredible that there's people out there that care about you that much. Well, it's hilarious. It really is hilarious. But I think right? for you. You need to, uh, I mean, you, you embolden them and you empower them. Right. And you, I really need not you, to. Like you, somebody like somebody pointed out, I just need to delete Twitter. I just, Twitter needs to be a no, business account. No, because that, again, is giving them too much power. And that's why I reinstalled. I said in a video, I'm going Twitter. to uninstall Twitter on my phone. And then 20 minutes later, I got an email roundup. Somebody saying, ha ha, we win. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like. I'm reinstalling Twitter right now. I'm don't about to travel read, anyway. Here's what you should try uh, for a month. Don't read, use Twitter. Don't read the mentions. Right. I'll look at like verified uh, notifications only because right. those are relatively I get hate from those though. So then don't look at it. Yeah. I, I, I could also live without it. Mm -hmm. Just use Twitter. Don't read the mentions. Use Instagram. Don't read the mentions. Don't go, don't go to subreddits where people are talking about you. We are not built. To you, Don't look at comments. Right. I'm I'm learning to. Since sake. I got my teeth fixed, I've, I've been way better at it. It's just really hard with it an anxiety hard. disorder. It's really, really it's hard for hard, anybody. Right? It's really you hard. are not. It's like eavesdropping on people talking about you, you when they don't know that you're right? there. But no, they at me though. They email it to me. They they well, mention my username on 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 Reddit all the time. Bro, if I went so through my mentions, so you gotta not open yeah. it. Yeah. If you get an yeah. email that is not an email that you you it's know so are recognized, it's so addictive. Especially it. for someone who is, I, I you know I used to cut. Uh, I used to self-harm. Mm -hmm. I learned some techniques like uh, wearing a rubber band. I think on at least one of the podcasts, I was wearing a rubber band mm. for stress relief to mm. harm myself. Um, squeezing ice you know, was another technique I learned. To squeeze ice is another way to harm yourself without leaving scars. Mm. So that got me out of cutting. But obviously another form of self-harm is eating yourself to death. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my, been one of my biggest ones. So reading this stuff is another form of self-harm. I know it's going to ruin my day. I know it's going to ruin my mind. I know it's going to hurt tremendously. So let's do it because that's what I want to yeah. do. I want to be miserable because I hate myself, right? No, I know. It's I, so hard. It's I know so what you mean. Do it. But I feel like like dieting is just as important for for you right now mm -hmm. as to g give yourself the exercise of let's say for a day because it seems like you 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 have trouble uh resisting for too long mm -hmm. let's say for a day or three days or a week if whatever you can't don't read anything yep yep use youtube use twitter do everything don't Go in the comments. Just close it. You for know? me, for example, it was so hard uh, if we post a video to just post it and then not look at anything. Right, I, right. I couldn't Nothing. even do it. I could, like, I would say I was going to do it and I would still look at right. comments. But now I, I really do it now. It's oh, a practice. Not, when this podcast no comes out, I'm going to be, like, obsessively exactly. scrubbing Twitter to that. see how, you know, you can't do find that. the one guy that hated me. And I'll, I, because I'm a piece of shit, I will ignore all the people that said, oh, my God, you're so great on the podcast. I love you so much. You look so different. You're wonderful. I love the new teeth. Is I love the new look. Is it possible for you to not read the comments? Can you try it? I'm going to try. I'm going to absolutely try. I'm from this podcast specifically. If I did a podcast, I wouldn't read the fucking comments. I'll tell you right goddamn now. Even if I thought it went great. Actually, especially when I thought it went great. Because I'll go there and then I'll be like, oh, it that was great. awful. And now I feel awful about it. 
Right. According to the comments you made. Right. right. You're right. But yeah. in my mind, in my authentic self, and in and in my present mind, I I thought but it. But what great. I worry about is I'm going to be like. And I was there. What what? How did I hurt somebody on this podcast? How, how did who did I harm? What community do I harm? How, how do I fix it? That's my problem. My problem is I'm someone out there is going to claim but something I said in this podcast is genuinely hurt their community, and I'm going well, to want to make up for that's that. That's their problem. But right. That's the thing that if you really said something problem. that would hurt someone, you would know it, right? Exactly. I, I'm I here so. right now. I I don't think I said anything bad, and when this is over, I'm gonna be like, cool, we're done, and you're, I'm not gonna look at anything. You're smart, and you're smart than me. I'm me going to try. I mean, no, but it took I, me so long to, to actually do that. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's so hard. But like, sometimes I'll say something stupid, and I'll really regret it in my own authentic self. I will say that it was really outrageous. You did say the N word several times <laughs> earlier in the show, and I thought that was a little. I was surprised by that, but if you thought that was fine, then yeah. <laughs> Here's what I will say. Here's, here's what I want. No, here's, here's what I want to trend. Let's let's see if this trends. Let's see if they can clip this out. Okay. You're gonna scream they're not going as to. loud as you can. Now I'm gonna get way worse than that. Okay. Let's do it. I'm gonna say, to love thy neighbor. Oh, get it. And I, no, listen to me. I want you to love. Your, oh, that soundboard does. Did you oh, what was that? Oh. I want to say that the way the left and the right treat each other. <laughs> the way that the left and right treat each other is not going to work and it's just going to further divide. Yeah. And if we don't choose empathy and we don't choose love, if we don't learn to love, love our white neighbor and our black neighbor, our straight neighbor and our gay neighbor, our conservative neighbor and our Democrat neighbor, and our centrist neighbors, God forbid we actually give those guys credit because they make up the majority of the country, right? Uh, God forbid that we start treating immigrants and, 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 and natives and, and, and citizens all the same and we remember that we are all Americans and some of us are trying desperately to become Americans. Americans, and we start treating each other, uh, each other with love and respect and kindness, we might just end this apocalyptic cycle we're currently in the middle of, and maybe things will get better, because what we're doing right now sure ain't working. Yeah, I, you know, I, I teeter on that myself, because I go, I listen to the news, and I listen to the late nights, and I consume all the media, and I go, man, it feels so messed up right now. Right. And I go, it wasn't this bad when I was a kid. And I go, well, I didn't really care about anything when I was a kid. But right. think about Bill Clinton impeachments. Um, think about how much people hated Obama. If you go back, if you go back, 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 and look at, like, all the way back to, like, Thomas Jefferson versus, you know, Alexander Hamilton or whatever, that shit was just as crazy then as it is now. Of course. Um, so I think maybe I, I start to think maybe it's not that bad. Maybe things are fine, you know, like we just get all f I think social media amplifies everything and makes it feel way worse than it is. But overall, the country is safer than it's ever been. I, I mean, so. we have trouble. We have drug problems and we have uh, there's issues, obviously, as there always will right. be. But I mean, people are doing good um, overall. Poverty and around the whole world is down. But here's what is new. Here's what is new. Um, six weeks ago. Fact checks this if you want, because the articles are there. Mm -hmm. We had counter protesters, white supremacist counter protesters on the Capitol steps in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm -hmm. chanting seven million more. That that happened. Yeah. That happened. That's reality. And I know the Klan's always existed. I know white supremacists. Wait, seven million more? Existed. Are they talking about Jews? They're talking about the Holocaust. Oh, they're giving us more credit than we because usually we say six and they say it's greatly exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they so now they seven million more. That's <laughs> okay. what they're saying. Okay. Right? And, so they and, believe and, in the Holocaust at least. I guess. Yeah. 
And I, 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 where's this coming from? Why is this happening? But How do all, we fix it? Well, the anti-Semites there, I mean, even during World War II, there was fucking Nazi sympathizers here in America. Yeah, that's true. I'm right. just, you know, not, uh, anti-Semitism is, is, as classic as it gets. This is why to say. this is why I struggle with my nihilistic thoughts and like the PTSD because well, I, suicidal thoughts are a very common thing with PTSD, right? And and so I struggle with that all the time. And, and I, I, this the last two years of my life have been simultaneously the best two years of my life and the worst two years of my life. There have been periods of time where I was sitting in my closet with a shotgun, ready to Kurt Cobain myself. You were have sitting in your shot. You no, were, not that bad, okay. right? Like this is the exaggeration. But Do you like, own a uh, firearm? No, I went to purchase one, but I knew it would not be safe to have it in my home. Mm. My roommate does have one, and it's in a safe that I don't have the code for, and I don't want to have the code for it mm. because I know when I dissociate, I could make a very irreparable mistake, and I do not want to do that. So mm. I do not feel safe with a gun. Mm. Um, but that said, I've really struggled with suicidal allergy in the last mm. couple of years. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. As long as my dog's alive, I'm alive. It's as simple as that, right? I'm not leaving that dog. Leaving him for five days, like right now, I'm getting pictures from my roommate of him just laying on my bed waiting for me to come home. I'm not leaving that dog, okay? But that said, um, I've also had moments where I'm uh, on a uh, tower in Brooklyn eating lunch with my, some of my favorite creators and, mm -hmm. and, and going to play some of my favorite video games six months before anybody else gets to play them mm -hmm. and, and meet some of my rock star developers. And so it's been... I don't know. It's been a really interesting couple of years, but it, when you when you look at, I, I don't think I belong in the human race, and not that I'm better. I think I'm far worse because I feel like I empathize far too much. I empathize with the wrong people. I empathize with my haters more than I do my people who love me. I swear I do. It's I try to normal, convince dude. them. My therapist told me. You can't reason with unreasonable people, but I want to so desperately. Well, I want to save them from their hate loops. Well, do you know what my therapist told me about stuff like that? He says, you have to understand that these people are there to hurt you. Yeah, you're not wrong. They are there. You have to understand these are people that are expressly, expressly going out of their way to hurt you. And I can't comprehend that. I, I, here's a true story. People tell me I make this up. I made this up and I don't care because I know it's true. 20-some-year-old me, when I got my second apartment ever, I'm sitting in this well, runny, beat-down part of Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm playing video games at like 1 o'clock in the morning, Friday night, and the front door opens, and a hand reaches in and starts fumbling for the light switch. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I get up, and I grab the only weapon we have in the house, which is a baseball bat, and right as he finds the light switch, I swing the door open, and I'm like, can I help you? And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. And I'm like, yeah, clearly. He goes, can I, I, I'm just trying to use the phone. I'm like, no, you're trying to break into my apartment. Why are you trying to cut off the light? Mm -hmm. He goes, because those windows are open, man. I want them by seeing me in the office. I'm like, this isn't an office. This is my apartment, dude. You're clearly trying to rob me. No, no, no. I just wanted to make a phone call. <sighs> Who are you trying to call? My wife. I'm drunk. I can't drive. I don't want to drive home. It's 1998. I grab my corded phone. I bring it to him. I set him down on my couch, tell him not to move. I hand him my phone. He calls his wife and she screams at him. I can't believe you're drunk. Were you out screwing that whore? Da, 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 da. I'm not coming to get you. You walk home. He hangs up the phone defeated and starts to walk out of my apartment. And I'm like, dude, are you really drunk? He goes, I think I'm safe enough to drive home. I'm like, I don't think you are. Where do you live? Well, I live in Springdale. Well, that's only 15 minutes, man. I'll drive you. So a guy who might have been trying to break into my home, I ended up giving him a ride home. Because that's the kind of person I am. I, I, if I died in that process, if he shot me and carjacked me, 
I'm glad to die that way because I was trying to help somebody, right? And I think that probably makes me an idiot. I'm probably not as reserved as the rest of the human race. The human race loves vitriol. The human race is aggressive. The human race is, is, is an asshole. I'm a cuck. I, I, like whatever that word means for you, I'm probably that. I, I'm, I'm a beta male. I'm an empath. And, and I'm too empathic and I do it far too much. The worst thing I learned through therapy about myself, my best friend has listened to me complain for 25 years. He's seen me dissociated. He's seen me angry. He's seen me hurt. He's seen me sad. And I told my therapist one day, that's why I love my best friend, because he's seen me at my worst. And he goes, but Steve, how often does he see you at your worst? And I said, all the time. He sees all the anxiety from the work. He sees all the anxiety from life and, and the struggles. And he's, he's helped me take a shower when I broke my shoulder, for God's sakes. He's been amazing. And he goes, but how do you treat strangers? And I'm like, well, I try to earn a stranger's trust. I, I give him a good experience. I give him a good time. I, I'm kind to strangers, right? I'm very kind to strangers. It's like, you got to flip the script. The person you should be giving the good experience to is your best friend, is the people in your life, the people who, who support you, the people you should not give a crap about, the people you complain to, the people you're mean to are the people you don't know. Sure. You know? Yeah. I think but that's, that's always been my biggest issue. I think that's normal, though. I think part of the slip up is that when we start to think that normal things are abnormal and then that can really drive you crazy. I mean, I found that in my life and I think it's normal that the people closest to us are the ones we can be the shittiest too, because you become, I think, either complacent or right. you become comfortable around them, mm -hmm. and they can often become a right. uh, punching bag. And it's not that I was ever like verbally abusive. Oh, no, I know exactly abusive. what you it's mean. It's like sad and depressed and hurt when I should be on for that person, right? Mm -hmm. When I go to VidCon and I meet a fan, I am on and I'm yeah. happy. And it doesn't matter how much pain I'm in or how sad I am or how yeah, stressed. Yeah, but that's I am, not. Right? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you can't be on. At home, right? But I want to. I want to for the people that love me. I want to. I want to treat them the way they, they deserve to be loved. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, I know exactly right. what you mean. Totally. I mean, that's part of why I went on antidepressants because I was so irritable and I was such a little bitch all the time and such a whiny cocksucker. Mm -hmm. I hated myself because I was like just such a punk all the time and so irritable and like I knew that I was just for the most part making Ela miserable right. for being around me. Right. And it wasn't always like that, you know, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it's actually been a, t a complete 180 for me in terms of, right. of uh, Dealing with that and sport. now you have a baby coming along and so your responsibility yeah. to Maintain that child's childhood mm -hmm. is so important yeah. and it's coming from someone who was abused growing up and watched their parents fight growing up and like uh, You know, I was not sheltered from that at all. I was thrown right in the middle of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know my mother claiming my father was a homosexual because he had blood in his underwear and like all kinds of like crazy shit An eight-year-old. I don't even know what any of these words mean. I'm eight Mm. But I know they hate each other, and I mm. know that apparently that's bad, and they're cheating on each other, and I know she has a boyfriend. I'm like, holy, you know, maintain. You, you got to be the best Ethan you've ever been, you know? And I look forward to seeing how that works out. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, we're running out of time, man. We're, we got uh, about a month left here. Uh -huh. and, I can't uh, believe you're at nine months. <laughs> yeah, it's Major. pretty shocking. I can't believe it either, yeah. but, um, but I can too. It's very. It's He's getting. He's in there doing it's somersaults. How uncomfortable are you right now? Like, has it has it been? I guess it's pretty uncomfortable. Like when I need to get out of the bed, I, it's like a whole. Mm -hmm. I'm making noises like an old person. Like, <laughs> now you know it's like to be a fat guy. Yeah. Right? That she's basically like yeah. a fat guy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm and I gotta tell you, being skinny is so much more comfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're a tiny person. Like, uh, like yeah. how tall are you? 
five ten. Oh, you're five ten. I always, for some reason, I think you're short. But yeah, you're so skinny. I can't imagine carrying that extra weight. What it's got to be like for you? It's got to be a whole other experience. Mm-hmm. And I can't even sit like I'm used. Like I'm used to. I don't know, sit like that. But now I have this thing in the way. Oh yeah. Well, people like I can't even be myself. People I, complain about man spreading still, right? <laughs> and like when you're a morbidly obese right. dude with all this loose skin, I'm, I'm I spreading. I literally can't <laughs> close my legs. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody got annoyed at the the Borderlands Three event when we were like on a bus together, mm-hmm. and I was like sitting halfway in the aisle, right? But I my leg accidentally touched his leg, and he's like, <clears throat> and I'm like. Dude, come on. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sweaty. I just took a shower. I don't smell bad. I'm not your typical fat guy right now. I did everything I could possibly do, but I do still take up space. Like, I'm a human being. And he wasn't a small guy either. He was like 6'4". Hmm. And so he was taking up more than his share of How space. How did you know too. he was irritated? Because I, he just, I bumped his leg and he goes, Ur. Oh, he gave you yeah, a grunt. Yeah, right? You grunt him back? No. I apologize. Yeah, you should have fucked I'm a cook. Nah. I don't. I don't like that word. I don't like that word that either. I don't like that word, and I don't like beta male or alpha male. Beta alpha male thing. Or right. all that bullshit. I don't like. It. I don't believe in any of it. I, that's what people call me, but I don't believe that about myself. Right. Uh-huh. I. I genuinely. What I genuinely believe is that everybody's a little bit different, and in the way that we are all different, we are the same. And this is just how I choose to live my life, and I'm a product of the things and experiences I've had. And I, I just choose to do whatever my brain tells me to do. And your brain might tell you to punch that guy in the face for grunting. And my brain says, hey, let's make his day nice and comfortable. Let's apologize. And, mm. and let's, you know, make a self-deprecating joke because it's just the way I feel better about it. Mm. You know? And people do whatever they do. I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. Try not to read the comments. I'm not going to. I how, do you feel, how do you feel We're, about yeah, this experience? It's this- going to be really hard. Um, I'm going to try to stay off Twitter to see what what one thing I said got taken completely out of context and used to bully me. No, I'm going to completely avoid Reddit to figure out what one thing I said out of context that was used to bully me. And I'm going to try to not watch the YouTube videos about what thing I said out of context that will be used to bully me. Because don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm all for calling somebody on their crap when they make a big mistake, right? And I, maybe I've made mistakes, right? Obviously, right? And you should call people out on their mistakes. You don't have to be an asshole about it. That's what I think. But they but. will, and they, they will. It's inevitable. Right. It's absolutely inevitable. I don't know. Just try, yeah, try, try not to read. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. How do you feel that it's gone? It's gotten better through therapy in the last six or seven months. Um... I've really learned how to avoid it. I just do not read Reddit anymore. Yeah, I created, bad. I created a finally second Reddit account just to read like my Magic the Gathering exactly. views and stuff, right? Yeah. So I don't even have to see people tagging the main you account. You can even block uh, subreddits from showing up on your feed. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I have a, a subreddit, and I finally hired some mods and said, "You guys just deal with it. Hmm. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. If you want to leave hate up there, leave hate up there. If you want to leave positivity, leave positivity. They do it the way they want to do it. I don't, I don't participate or care." Um, Twitter, I have some filters in place now to where I just don't have to see certain keywords and stuff. Mm. Um, I hired a guy to write a bot that blocked everybody that used like one particular phrase, which I don't want to say right now because I don't want to embolden anybody, but mm-hmm. I was just so tired of hearing that phrase. It's like, I'm done with this. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to see it in my mentions again. Mm-hmm. So I ended up like blocking, I think, I think a bot ended up blocking like several hundred people. Um, oh, you, 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 people who use that word who tweeted at you, you yeah. can block them? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Somebody, a creator told me they knew somebody who could do that for me. Huh. I don't know if they logged into my account and personally did it. I don't know if they set up a bot. I think they set up a bot. They did it however they did it. 
And I'm like, you, you, if you use that phrase, you are an irresponsible Twitter user, and I don't care what you have to say, and you don't deserve access to my tweets. You do not deserve to mm-hmm. see what I have to say or th- think. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. Well, it, so- it sounds like... It's great to see you. You've come a long way. I mean, look at you. You you have transformed. The confidence is coming with pain the changes. Pain comes you know? with all all great yeah. worthy changes come with pain. Exactly. They all come with pain. I already got used to this. Like, yeah. I'm not even thinking really? about. Yeah, absolutely. They look a lot worse on camera because, like, the, my cameras, especially, I haven't set the very whitening, look, and we, so they look. Uh, it's they just look, so different. It's just shocking. It's shocking. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. It's it's just shocking. It's the right. same with weight loss. It's just shocking. Mm-hmm. It's just such a difference. I got a full makeover as well. My friend Jared, he's like, "Look, your bone structure is going to be a little different after you get the teeth in. Mm-hmm. So, do you trust me to like shave you and give you a haircut and the whole nine yards?" I'm like, "Let's let's go." So mm-hmm. he took me to a salon and told her what to do and came out looking very different on top of that. Mm. And then like I chose these frames, even though I've never really liked the thick plastic frames, I had some bruising from the surgery under mm-hmm. my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll just cover them up with the frames. Mm. And people are like, oh, you look great. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, if that's what you like, I like it too. So we'll do it. Yes, man. Yeah. I'm just happy to still be alive at this point. Because <laughs> like, I, like I told I... you last time I was here, when we walked into that surgeon's for the consultation, he's like, we need to rush you into surgery. You yeah. are dying now. You yeah. will be dead in a year. So when process normally takes almost a year, I want to rush you through and get you done within four to five months because if I don't, you will die. Yeah. Um, so I'm just glad to still be alive. Well, I'm... you look so much better. Even from the last time we saw you, you said you've lost 40 pounds. It's it's mm-hmm. like you look incredible. Thank you, man. You look incredible. Um, keep going, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next time we can get you out here. Hell yeah, we'll man. do another update. Absolutely. Let's do them yearly. Let's yeah. See. Let's Absolutely. see. I'll come back in here next year and I'll we're look gonna, like, in my old clothes. And no. Like, oh! Oh, hey, Ethan, turns out I can't eat pizza now. Oh. No, we're going we're gonna to keep you uh, honest. I'm, I'm doing my damnedest, man. Yeah. I promise you. I will promise you that I am going to either lose the rest of the weight or die trying. There you go. Yeah. I don't know why you need to die trying. <laughs> oh, because, I mean, you know, we all die. It's inevitable, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure I die doing my absolute best, right, from my deathbed. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. Well, fantastic. What did we, did we anything we didn't cover that we want to cover? Did we miss anything? Um, we got your sex life. We got the f- touching the fupa. We got. Uh, what no, did you enjoy? <laughs> what did, did you talk- enjoy more, Game of Thrones or Endgame? I loved Endgame. Endgame was such a ride for me because the very first Iron Man movie, and no spoilers, obviously, but the very first Iron Man movie, when they invented the Marvel formula for that movie, I couldn't have been happier. Mm. I walked in that movie. I hated Iron Man. I thought he was a dumb character. Mm. And they did what they did with it, and they like cast Robert Downey Jr., and he was the best guy ever. And I'm All like, right. holy shit. And then this 11-year ride has been the best experience of my mm. life because I got to see Return of the Jedi in the theater, but I didn't get to see the original Star Wars or Empire in the theater because I was too young. Mm-hmm. But I got to experience this one. And I hope the the younger people out there who got to experience this understand you experienced your Star Wars. This was your Star Wars. I wish mm. Star Wars could be your Star Wars, but it can't because it's m- m- terrible mm. now. But uh, it's really bad. I have no interest in seeing the Return of the Empire, Emperor, or whatever the fucking next one's mm-hmm. called, right? Rise it's of the called, Sky uh, Guy. Return of, uh, Sc- or the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, why? Which I don't really understand that. Wow, what does that I don't, mean? It's not that I don't understand. It's that I just don't care now. The last one was, it, well, regardless... I get that. I get what you're saying about the Marvel Universe. I like Game of Thrones more personally, but uh, I I liked Endgame. Thought it was great. I liked the first. I thought the first one was better. 
I mean, oh yeah. I, well, it has to be better, right? Because you think about it, that ending. Infinity just, War you can't top it, right? Infinity War is the Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Empire Strikes Back got to completely do something the other two uh, original uh, trilogy could, uh, in the original trilogy could do. They literally got to do whatever the fuck they wanted. They could end it however they wanted mm-hmm. to because they have a follow-up movie. You knew that with the, where they're making Empire, we're going to get them to make Return of the Jedi. So this is depressing and crazy and weird and, and nuts. We can do it, mm-hmm. right? And so. Uh, Infinity War has the option of completely disregarding the hero's journey, completely disregarding modern modern storytelling, and just do whatever it wanted to. So by just the merits of filmmaking, it will always be the better film. It yeah. has to be, yeah. right? I enjoyed both equally, but one is clearly the better film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy. But, but yeah. We never yeah, did talk I, I, about YouTube, by the way. Oh, yeah. What were your gripes with YouTube? You want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm so mad. Yeah, so, what's going on? So, number one, a lot of people wanted to know, can I still do the Francis voice with my new team? Right. And number one, you've heard that I have a more natural lisp right now, but I do plan to get rid of that. But when it comes to the sideways lisp, it's still pretty good. Mm. In fact, I think I sound more like the original voice than I mm. ever did. Mm. Especially when I go low. Because the one I'm pissed off about is Ed Boone at motherfucking Mortal Kombat. Am I spitting on you? Okay. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> but, you got good. Uh, um, but Francis is just dead on YouTube. They demonetized my entire back catalog. And it was a huge Why? financial hit because they're swearing, because there's um, pr- paradoxical you know they violence. They start, if you curse within the first 30 seconds, they demonetize. Like that. I was like, what? Yeah, it's absurd. I, I said shit at 28 minutes. Or 28 seconds, yeah. and they demonetized yeah. my video. I was and, like, what And they the stick f- with it, right? You literally yeah. can't swear on YouTube. That's how Puritan it's become. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I was talking to my guy. I'm like, man, I feel like this has become worse than working with, like, a television executive right. at this right. point. So, um, Well, he said to me, go work with a TV executive and then let me know how it is. <laughs> oh, like, right, yeah, of course, yeah, point. right. <laughs> but it, it, is, it will be like that one day. I genuinely believe it will be. Well, it's already getting there. Yeah, and um, so my friend McJuggernuggets... Uh, who did the Psycho series on YouTube, mm-hmm. started an app called Storyfire, and I wanted to plug it here. Um, Storyfire.com, S-T-O-R-Y-F-I-R-E. There's also an app on Android. And, and he's, like, starting creating... Um, what he's always done is narrative content, and mm-hmm. he wants me and Kid Behind a Camera and other people that have just been thrown off of YouTube mm-hmm. to come create narrative content again. Because my YouTube rep is like, look, could you do Francis without the swearing? Can you do Francis without getting angry? Have you watched a Francis video? That's the entire character, right? Mm -hmm. And I've experimented with the formula. One of the biggest experiments I've been doing is blending Boogie as a character with Francis as a character and making him the same person. And I did that for a couple of videos. Did it like a, a stupid little podcast and then like harassed people in an airport as the hybrid character. And there was the hybrid character when I was working with McJuggernuggets. And it's funny because it, it fools the algorithm. It doesn't realize that I'm swearing. It doesn't realize that I'm angry because they think I'm being Boogie for the first third of the video, right? And then I go into the ADC towards the end. And the bot isn't checking the last part of the video for some reason. I think it's just the first 30 seconds. It really got to be right? clean. No, well, literally, that's a well, rule. My, my YouTube rep said the first third. Always keep the first third clean. I, the rule I've heard specifically is 30 seconds. Okay, good. Well, definitely the 30 seconds. But I right. mean, I agree. I mean, if he tells you a third. Right. And then I would just time it out and then be like, Fuck! <laughs> right, exactly, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, even with Seven that... Seven million more. I get, there's something that the sponsors are seeing where they get to choose the quality of the video as determined by YouTube now, I guess. I don't know. I've never been told that. Mm. But my CPM, 
or like the money I earn from YouTube. If I talk, if I make a gaming video, I'm just going to throw some numbers out. These numbers are not accurate. If I made a YouTube video and Francis got a hundred thousand views, I might make a hundred dollars. Yeah, of it's profit. the same on, on sometimes on sixty, sometimes forty off yeah. that video, right? Yeah, which is difficult when you're breaking a four hundred dollar television when you're destroying a three hundred dollar Xbox. Mm-hmm. I made a video, and this is an actual number. I made a video about uh, Sekiro versus Kirby, mm-hmm. or not not Kirby Yoshi, mm-hmm. and w- how one game is is being dissed for being too easy, and one game is being dissed by for being too hard, right? And it only got sixty six thousand views, and I made three hundred bucks off of that sixty six thousand views, right? Right. Now you tell me which is the better choice as a creator yeah. at that point, right? If I want to pay my bills, I can't do Francis videos anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm gonna start doing them on Storyfire, where I can go back to burning down houses and wrecking cars and, and destroying Xboxes and destroying mm-hmm. televisions because it gives me the option to keep my creative integrity. You can't keep your creative. You're talking about being your authentic self anymore. You literally can't be that on YouTube anymore. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't literally matter who you are. You have to edit yourself and censor yourself and make yourself look at your absolute best, not just because of how vitriolic the internet is, not just because if you make one small mistake, you're over, right? But because YouTube themselves will no longer pay you for being your authentic self. They want you to be Will Smith or nothing else. I totally agree. I think they are really have a problem on their hands. And I've been talking a lot with them, trying to get them. I, I, uh, the CEO came and visited us a couple of weeks ago, and I spent most of the time telling her, why are you guys unable to monetize this kind of content? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have this Google Preferred program, and you have all these family-friendly channels in it making tons of money. Why is it that my content and people who make content like mine for teens, for, you know, mature, a mature, more mature audience, that you'll find on cable television, that you'll find on radio, mm-hmm. with advertisers lined up out the door to target that valuable market of more mature audience? Why the, why the hell can't you guys figure out how to monetize this content? Because on I says, what, what's the, what, she goes, well, um, she goes, well, we, we've had trouble pitching. They're trying to put together like a Google preferred for edgier channels. Mm-hmm. She says, well, we, we're having trouble pitching it. Uh, I'm like, you're not pitching it right. Because when we were with Complex, they used to sell direct ads on ours. And it was sold out nonstop. Of course. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. They had, uh. Junk food. They had like, uh, you know, Doritos, soda, beer, alcohol, movies. It was like every freaking view was monetized. And I'm like, dude, there's no, they got to figure it out because it's, it's. And why you don't just pitch it like the Mortal Kombat you know, or, or MTV, right? Like, here's the edge of YouTube. Here it is. Yeah, like, well, they need to. Uncensored. No, they need. Uncut. They need to pitch it like. Because they're all afraid that's going to be like kitty shit and terrorism, but it's curated group, and you need to pitch it like these are more engaged, uh, interested audience and a specific demographic that are willing to spend money in different products because right. they're eighteen thirty five males, in most of the case, and they're interested in these products, and you're going to get a better targeted advertising advertising to these people. How have they not figured that out? So I'm pushing them hard. Good. She did say that they just had such a rough last two years with all the drama that was going on. That oh, yeah. They were kind of like in survival mode, just trying to get out of the mess. Right. But the problem and is, now, and, and the problem is, 
they were in survival mode when it came to advertisers, and now they're in survival mode when it comes to users. Because I, I started using TikTok, and make fun of TikTok all you want, but their user base is not a joke, dude. And, and it's because if you're a conservative, you can say whatever the hell you want to on TikTok. I, I see conservative videos all the time. I see very uh, left-leaning videos all the time. I see shocking content all the time. There is rules on, on there, yeah, but, is it but it's monetized? not as strict as YouTube. And so no, it's not exactly monetized. They monetize the platform, but they don't monetize for very many creators. I think there are some monetized creators, but it's not like anybody can monetize. So that's the problem. The problem is yeah. not YouTube. It's the brands. They don't want their ads on that. Right. And I think it's a problem with a messaging by YouTube, their failure to pitch right. correctly. I'm not saying that TikTok will be profitable. What I'm saying is that well, TikTok much, is going to it, damage it, the user base. It's much easier to, you know, the problem is, is the brands. Mm -hmm. You're allowed and, to be on YouTube. And here's where I sell out one of my friends, and I don't care when they hear this, they're going to get mad. But I know a lot of people that work at Walmart, and I know people that work in advertising at Walmart. Mm -hmm. And somebody from Walmart, and I won't say which person specifically, said to me, we don't really care about any of that censorship crap. We don't really care about any of, of the drama. We care about lowering our beds. So we're going to do a six-month to a one-year hiatus, and when we come back, we're going to have much lower beds. Oh, well, that that was certainly the case when the adpocalypse still happened, that they were trying to negotiate. But I think all of them are back now. They are, but, but I, I'm got... sure they came back at a much lower price and a much lower bid than they've ever been. Yes, I think that they definitely used that to their advantage at mm -hmm. the time. But I think, I think like you mentioned, Ila, Susan kind of had, had a good point that they were dealing with a lot internally. And I hope now that they, that, that they can appreciate that they need to... I hope so. Support this, people yeah. like us. Because, by the way, our main channel, HTC Productions, we get the f shit, the most shit rate. Oh, like the imagine. podcast and the highlights channel makes out makes that. Our, our, like, how is that possible? We make premium content there that we work really hard on, mm -hmm. that we package really nicely, and somehow it makes less money than our highlights channel per CPM. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. What the fuck is that? Because like, at some point, the algorithm decided that was a problematic channel, yeah, that it's somewhere. rated PG-13 or it's rated PG-17 yes. or something like that. And because of that, when one of those advertisers goes to their the little box, settings. they choose, uh, I don't want to be on anything controversial. I don't want to be on anything. Right? And so they, their advertisers exactly. literally will not appear on your channel. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they'll still show up on Epic Rap Battle all the time, even though you literally have Hitler rap battling Darth Vader, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's fine. Right? But they don't curse. They don't, and, right. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, the classic example is like the Paul brothers who are making pornography essentially for little kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And you've got like a girl in the thong in the thumbnail. Right. It's so they need to get their shit together. Yeah, I hope they will. I mean, here's the thing. I criticize. Uh, I criticize the things I love. I love gaming. Mm -hmm. but I criticize it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it can have an impact there. And I criticize YouTube because I love it. It saved my life. Susan Wojcicki and, 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 and Robert Kinsel and the decisions they have made kept me from living a life on disability, of, of poverty. I wouldn't have been able to get the surgery. I wouldn't have been able to get these teeth if they had not given me the opportunities that they have given me. And God love them and God bless them. And I love everyone I've ever met at YouTube and I have nothing but love and respect for them. That said, boy, do they need to learn how to steer their ship better. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on back there that uh, we don't can't fully appreciate. By the way, meeting with her, she's she's a really uh, thoughtful, intelligent, uh, well-meaning lady. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I, my impression of her was very good, and I think we all need to appreciate too that she was the one in 
Google that was the biggest advocate for acquiring YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's why she's the CEO. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I think they'll get there. I think they're trying their their gosh darnest. Yeah, I I, I never shook her hand. I, I I spoke to her very briefly, and at the Creator Summit last year, and I saw her speak at the Creator Summit. And you could tell how much she loves this platform, how much she loves the creators, how much she loves what she's doing, and how mm -hmm. desperate she is to get it right. Mm -hmm. And you know, the fact that she has toured to see creators like you and Shane Dawson and, and everyone else, and it's just been incredible to see. I wish they cared about the small creators as much as they care about the big creators, but that's not possible. She can't meet with every small creator. She would literally be doing it for a million years. But I, I don't know. It, it's at this point where... I don't know if it's solvable. Hank Green, um, I love Hank Green. He made a video talking about platforms that might try to compete with YouTube. And obviously the Storyfire thing we're doing, I don't think it's meant to compete with YouTube, but it's supplemental. Right? The Storyfire thing I was telling you about oh, where we're doing oh, like narrative uh, stuff, yeah. it's obviously not going to compete, but it's there to supplement, right? Like roosterteeth.com, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but if somebody did try to compete with YouTube, you literally can't because you'll have you the can. same problems as YouTube. Exactly. Right? And just no, like you mentioned, even ISIS and, and child even pornography worse. and all this because miserable shit. They've been working for decades on like the legal issues that every individual mm -hmm. country has. They weren't even copyright law. Yeah. They, they were they were bankrolled by one of the biggest, most successful companies in the world because they are only now recently actually making money after decades. Right. They're they're the amount of ground they've covered is like insurmountable. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, it could be worse because it could be it could run be Facebook. Yeah, it could be Facebook. Thank you, Ela. You know, it could be worse. It definitely could be worse. <laughs> it could, it be could not exist. It could be Twitter. Yeah. God forbid. Right. You know. I like Twitter. Just don't read the comments. I like Twitter. Um, Just I like, don't. I like sharing my life on Twitter. You know, I've started to get way more into Instagram. Because to be honest with you, um, I never read Instagram comments. Right, exactly. Because they're they're so hard to even get. They're to. Not, I don't even look. Right. Yes. And it's just pictures of beautiful women and beautiful people and friends I know doing cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, Belly the Fridge is looking great. He's a lot, a lot, a lot of weight. Oh, Liz Katz, that's a great cosplay. I love this. Oh, that's my friend the Grave Ghoul. She's really killing it these days. And the, I have a happy experience. The, mm -hmm. People say Instagram is the most depressing experience. You know, based on well, studies or whatever. It depends. But for me, it's the happiest because I'm just like, yeah. oh, these people are doing great. I and I'm happy they're you doing just great. Haven't spent enough time on it. Yet. Right. My well, I think if you're a young girl or even a young guy who, I mean, uh, it gets depressing because everything you see is like people at their best, and right, then you're right. just sitting at home like. Also, Photoshop beautiful women who are like. Oh yeah, I, when I hung out with um, this one, yeah. when I hung out with this one model who posts a lot on Instagram, I won't say her name or like call anybody out her, but hung out with her for a while, and she showed me. Because I, I met her in real life, and she's very beautiful in real life. Very beautiful in real life. All these women are. Yeah, like Liz Katz or, or, or Jessica Negre. I've met these women in real life, and they're just beautiful, beautiful people, right? But um, this girl showed me how she further photoshops and further filters and showed me all these filters you can just get on the Android store and the mm -hmm. iPhone store mm -hmm. and how vastly different the photo that she started with and what she posts yeah. goes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like she was changing the shape of her body because she didn't need to or the shape of her face, but she might put on lipstick or she might put on rouge or she might put on foundation with these makeup apps or, mm -hmm. and then she would add filters to like change the coloring and change the, the focus on, the, make the background blurry, blurry so she pops out. And I'm like, holy, you can do that now mm -hmm. on a phone? What planet do we yeah, live on, Yeah, it just, right? everyone has like perfect mm -hmm. skin, you know? 
I, that's why I like, then you look in the mirror and you're like my skin is yeah. fucked like, like why am i the only person with blackhead that's why i like being <laughs> ugly in public yeah there's no uh, like, like come look at my youtube channel and you'll see gap tooth morbidly obese big titty man and yeah, i will make you feel good about yourself right thank you we mm-hmm. appreciate your mm-hmm. service <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're at the two hour mark oh wow really we yeah, blasted that right through that man, that went um, quick there's, I mean, we could talk all day, but hey, we got, we, we really know. come man. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah, I thank you. I love having you here. You are n- three, four weeks away? A month. I can't believe it. Yeah, four I weeks can't away. believe it. That's why, that's why I wanted oh, to do it now instead of VidCon, because it's like, you're going to be a dad come VidCon, and oh, yeah. you guys ain't going to want to talk to nobody. That's actually true. We are going to be probably, real busy. We're going to, yeah, we're going to be busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yeah. not sleeping for like six months. That's going to be uh, interesting. And yeah. I can't even imagine. I just, I don't know. I still can't really believe it. That We're there's gonna just going to be, be a little like guy in diapers and all that baby stuff. I know it's. I know it's. It probably sounds stupid to anyone, but like it starts to become so uh, surreal that that like there's a little baby that's half me and half you. Mm-hmm. And it's like a full grown baby now. I can feel like every movement you can see it. Dude, you the can see her legs and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I'm not a little it's guy. It's so right fascinating here. because I, I, I know I'm a, I like to say I'm a bit of an empath, but when you first said that, I saw in your smile both this hesita- hesita- hesitating worry and this wonderment. And you were like, and he's going to have this diapers and he's going to be a little bit. And you seemed so happy and so scared at the same time. And it was fascinating to see that look on I your am, face. I am because I'm. I, I don't know. It's so crazy. Yeah, I'm so I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so jealous. I never wanted kids, but because uh, you know I grew up in an abusive home, and I don't know that I could be a good dad, and I just wasn't willing to risk it. I you know I was molested and beat up and all this stuff, and I I don't think I would. I know I would never do anything like that to a kid, but I don't know that I'm a good person. I don't know that the depression and the anxiety is a good environment to bring a child into. But you guys are killer. I I can well, uh, you know I see. From what we'll relationship I've seen on we'll YouTube, but like you guys meeting you in real life and seeing, I think you guys are gonna have a wonderful kid. I think you guys are gonna thank be amazing. Thank you for the confidence. I hope, thank you. Hope she, <laughs> but I hope I, he looks more like her than you. <laughs> yeah, me right? too. Unfortunately, I feel like he's gonna look more like me. I feel like if you <laughs> find a good relationship where you're gonna be happy with that person, you can have a kid right, too. Exactly, right, exactly. I don't think that. I have anxiety too, and you have issues, and everyone's got issues. Right, right, right. right. We have got problems. You pal. figure it out. Plus, you got shredder. I mean, you know that's how that's how I knew I wanted to be a parent. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. That shredder. <laughs> I I I joke about killing myself. Um, oh, you? When, when yeah, I, lose I mean, my you dog, take care right, of your dog, Sammy. But here's the thing: I mean it, and it's not a joke. Okay, now that said, that's a joke. But Bo that Burnham, you you interviewed Bo, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that episode. It was awkward at points, but I enjoyed it. Because <laughs> Joe Bo's a little awkward, and you're a little awkward, so yes. it was awkward at points. But I, I still really here. enjoyed that episode. You wait, you weren't here. I was mm-hmm. in Israel. Oh shit! No wonder it was so awkward. Right, but but he at one point, and this is how I remember it. So forgive me, Bo, if you ever hear this, and I'm misremembering it. But I remember at some point, I think on his website, he said he was born on this year and he was going to die on this year, and then he was asked by a reporter, "Why do you think you're going to die that year?" And I think he said, "I, if, I hope I'm not misremembering this, misquoting the guy." Um, oh, that's the year that uh, I've done the math, and that's the year that my dog will die, and that's the year I plan to kill myself. And I thought that was just a dark joke at that point because I didn't have a dog yet. And now that I have my dog, and this dog, uh, it's the best dog in the world. I love this dog. We literally, no, we are not. physically. My dog is. No, <laughs> here's the thing: whoever thinks they have the best dog in the world, they're right because all dogs are the best dogs. <laughs> are they, am I wrong? Have you ever I, met a bad dog? No, you're wrong. I'm in Fred love with. <laughs> but no, Sammy, please. God love him. 
the I'll best thing my ex-wife ever did for me, and she literally saved my life, is she said, even though every time we ever talked about splitting, she's like, and I'm taking the dog because he's my dog. Mm. When we finally split, she's like, you should keep the dog. Mm. And because she decided to do that, um, during the darkest points of Christmas after the divorce, no matter how miserable I was, furry little bastards like this thing right here. Look at this. Look at this. Be careful. Reddit's going to make fun of you. You let him lick your face. Oh, my God. You're so gross. Uh, no, but, but because of little furry monsters like this, I made it through those darkest points. And that dog is so addicted to me now. 24 hours a day, we are physically in That's contact. Ready. Just like when you stepped out just a few minutes ago and Shredder followed you no matter where mm-hmm. you're going. Yeah. Sammy's exactly. I literally lean forward in the chair and Sammy's like, what? Where are we going? What are we doing? Uh, he's the most loyal dog. Yeah. And it's wild because when I got him, he was a shitty dog. Was he? He, um, he grew up, I guess, with Shreddy, in a home with three other animals, and that made him miserable. And when he came to the house, he was pissing all over the place. He was shitting all over the place. If he tried to pick him up, he would bite you. He would run from you. And we had to just completely change like his behaviors. Humans, man. You right? gotta... But within six months, I had him okay, laying in my arms. Hi. I had him <laughs> laying in my arms, eating treats in my lap, maybe. <laughs> And uh, what a triumph, right? And yeah. so now, when I'm gone for five days, he's just the most depressed dog. And I'm depressed without him. It really yeah. is. But yeah. so if hard. I'm at home, we were within physical contact 24 hours a day. I literally take a bath, you and that's s- the only time he can't touch me. So he's in a he's laying next to the tub. He does that, too. If we're in bed, he's laying next to me, touching me. If yeah. I'm filming for YouTube, my dog, 90% of the time, is laying on a stool next to me with his butt touching my leg, napping. Yeah. Unless yeah. he has to get up to go out or something They're like that. They're so pure. I, say, I always say to Ela. Um, I wasn't sure about, uh, I'm not a, yeah, he, he prefers to drink our <laughs> he water. He always yeah, wants to drink my water. Of course. They're angels. They are truly yeah. angels on this planet Earth. But, um. We I don't d- deserve dogs. I no. don't know if, uh, you, you've seen Ricky Gervais' new series, uh, Afterlife. I love it so much. It's Wait, so he's, good. He had a new, new one? Or no, called Afterlife, The right? new one, Afterlife. Oh, his show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah. I'm sitting back. I will tell you. That's how it starts, it, is... His wife dies from cancer, right. and he's super depressed, and he he wants to kill himself basically. But then the dog comes in, and um, looks at him like he's hungry or something. And, and he's like, he's "I gotta like, feed, I, I gotta stay yeah. alive to feed my." It's so funny because I actually tweeted to Ricky Gervais to tell him um, what he showed in that show is almost exactly what I experienced after my divorce because I kind of turned into mm-hmm. an asshole. You can see clips of me being an asshole on the internet because I was being an asshole there mm-hmm. because I was hurt and I was miserable and yeah. I was suffering and I was depressed. I just didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do anything. Mm. And I was just so fucking unhappy. And what he was going through with the suicidal thoughts and, and, and the ideology, and I didn't use heroin or anything like that, but I, I did some really stupid self-destructive stuff because I was just so unhappy. And to see him make it through that show, and I'd just gone through that entire process and was about where the character is at the end of that show, I was like, that couldn't have been more real. Like, mm-hmm. that, if you haven't watched that on Netflix, you have to watch it. Yeah. So did you watch good. the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. When did you watch that? Very fast. I guess. <laughs> it's like, on like just like you watch everything too, right? on Netflix, oh. it's like in one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I right. tried to stretch it out, too. I was like, I want to watch one episode of that. Because his other series on Netflix, Derek, have you seen that? No. It's, uh, he plays like a mentally challenged, mentally challenged dude who works at like an old folks home. Mm. And you will cry 
every episode. Wait, with really? Gervais? Yeah. Huh. He and it's plays the most a mentally challenged? Immensely, yeah, and he oh, does it really well. He plays like hell? a mentally challenged dude. Carl Plinkenton's in the show too, what? right? Really? Yeah. And it's, it's a drama? It's a dramedy, I would say. What Because yeah. um, it is funny at parts and definitely has some comic relief, yes. but you will cry every episode. If you watch the show and you don't cry at least once, you are not a human. Mm -hmm. You are dead inside. That guy's something else, man. He's a real juggernaut. Yeah, I have nothing but love and respect for that dude. I I would take a bullet for that guy. He's easily one of the better comedians. I think so, man. He's, (laughs) it's not just he's a good comedian, but it's just that he's using his power uh, to tell very real stories no one else is telling. I wonder if you would ever be in a situation and take a bullet for Ricky. <laughs> Probably not. That's why I say it, right? <laughs> right. If I was in that situation. You're like at a meet and right. greet, shaking his, your hand, and then someone, it's like slow motion, and then you like recall this conversation. <laughs> but you guys have to remember, I'm self-destructive anyway. I want to die right, anyway. You're looking for a bullet. Right? Step Where's the bullet? Yeah. Where's the bullet? I'm walking down Hollywood and buying last night like, with $100 bills hanging yeah. out of my pocket yeah. going, somebody stab me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Every time you meet somebody, you say, nice to meet you. I'd take a bullet for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm the bullet guy. Yeah, I'm the bullet guy. I'm the bullet guy. <laughs> I'm fat. I can take four or five, man. Let's do this. Let's party. You know, I, I saw an episode of Cops where a fat guy got stabbed and he was totally fine because he, there was so much fat. He was right, so right. big. It didn't even come close to hitting his fire. Right. I thought I I have that's I, mem- a, I have a memory. One of that. time being fat is I, I had a vivid memory of that. And I was like, wow. Being fat saved this man's life. Yeah, and, one uh, time it's useful. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. If, I wonder if there's more we haven't yet thought of. Um, you float really well. So if you're, <laughs> do you really? You float. <laughs> Super fact, buoyant. It's really hard to get to the bottom of the water uh, when I was like 400 pounds or whatever. So is it easy for you to lay back and just be really well, buoyant? Just be there, right? Like so if good. you ever got like in the ocean, we wouldn't even need a flight jacket, man. Really? Just wait for rescue. Just be like chilling. So a shark comes up and bites you, but you're so fat, he's just going to take a little bit of you, right? I've been feeling yeah. like I just want to go in a pool now that I'm like. Oh, a it's going to feel. So, have you not done it? I haven't. Oh, because are been you feeling doing like, like I want to? Okay, do Okay, can it. I really pry? Are you going to like natural childbirth or like water no, birth or? I'm not. So your water birth is like amazing. What are you thinking of doing? Water birth. regular. Hospital epidural. Yeah, if you're having regular shit, you're having like joint pain or anything, get into some water. It's so useful. That's why I'm sitting like this right now because my back hurts. I'm so sorry. Have you heard of a skydiving birth? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Oh, is is that where you pull the cord and then like jerks you right right, and the baby just plops out? Yeah, hangs from the umbilical cord till you land. Is that what happens? Right as the head's crowning, you jump out with the doctor. And you have about, you know, five minutes or so. So mm-hmm. it it increases the intensity and you just, you really get it done. <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah, because you don't want to hit that ground. You don't want to hit that ground when the baby's not out all the way. Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. It just pops maybe, right up. Maybe if you're in Texas and you just can't get an abortion any other way. <laughs> yeah, there's easier ways to do that. All righty. What do you got for the rest of L.A.? Um, this was it. This is uh, the last thing I wanted to do. I did uh, Universal and walked all that mile and did all a bunch of rides. I couldn't fit on every ride, but I fit on most. And then did you do the Harry Potter? I could not fit on either Aww. Harry Potter rides. I was That's so sad. Mm-hmm. But I did have a butterbeer, and Mountain Dew can fuck right off because that was amazing. Dude, I had a butterbeer, and I was like, oh, my God, this shit is so dirty. Yeah, I couldn't finish it, but it was, it's, like, amazing, it's good, right? Yeah. It's yeah. good. And it's I just had, like a uh, mega cream soda, right? Yeah. I had lunch at, like, the Three Broomsticks and then did uh, the studio tour, which is the real reason I was there. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I cared mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, and then did the Walking Dead experience oh, twice because... 
amazing. It was terrifying because I don't give a shit what they've done with about The Walking Dead the last three seasons. Mm -hmm. Since like Negan hit that one guy in the head, I'm just like done, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But The Walking Dead experience was terrifying. Uh I love haunted houses, man. I'm coming back for I think in October to come to Not Scary Farm Mm -hmm. just just to do that because I love that scary shit. Well, you got to keep you got to get on Harry Potter. That's when you know. Right, right, right. How do they measure you? How do they? There's a a little measurement, uh, little you know test seat or whatever. And she's like, oh, you're so close, honey. Can you just mm. pull your stomach in? And I'm like, no. Because mm-hmm. mm. I could have probably pulled my stomach mm. in to fit the rest of the way, but then I would have to ride a ride like that. Yeah. Right? I think I would have, I, did, I had no interest in on the wooden roller coaster. I think I would have fit on that one, but yeah. I just didn't even. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I fit on everything else I wanted to do, so that was That's cool. awesome. The Simpson ride was really good for such an old ride, too. I was like really I impressed with it. the Simpson ride. Yeah. But oh, Disney, I do. It was like the car... Yeah, Bob Country. Yes. But Disney, I was able to do, I did Disney in December. Um, took my friend McJugger Nuggets and Adam the Woo is a great creator. If you don't know Adam the Woo, look him up on, on, on YouTube. He's amazing. And he literally does Disneyland for a living. That's literally his job. Mm-hmm. He gets the theme parks for a job. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So, what job is that? Uh, YouTube. He just literally goes and films like rides and films mm-hmm. like experiences oh, and like a new shack opens at, at Universal. He goes and films the experience and then shares it with everybody. <laughs> and he's been doing it for like. How do you not run out of content? Uh, because there's always something changing at Disneyland, always some, mm-hmm. something changing. And he gets a lot of views? It's uh, enough. I mean, he gets like 25, 30,000 views mm. per video. And then eventually, like every once in a while, he'll get a viral. His two most viral videos, he went into the backstage of Epcot Center, like where stuff was shut down and filmed once. And then another time, he went to Universal Studios Florida and the old Nickelodeon soundstage. He filmed the urban decay of the old Nickelodeon soundstage and saw like some of the old stuff where like Ren and Stimpy are still on the wall. Mm. And those videos got millions and millions of views and mm. really made his name. Mm. But so like, that's what he does for a living. He goes to theme parks and explores the country and films cool shit. That's and I awesome. just love, I watch every episode I have for three years. Um, but we went to Disney and I rode my first roller coaster since I was 15. It was the Incredicoaster. I rode them all. The Incredicoaster. The Incredicoaster is the, uh, oh, yeah, that the Incredible one's nuts. Yeah, it was terrible. That one, that one is really and intense. It was in, and that was the first experience, right? And How then was eventually, it? it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I have an anxiety disorder, so I mostly just screamed the whole time because yeah. I lost complete control. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we did both parks. We did um, Disney California. The only thing I regret doing was the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Fuck whoever engineered that. I love that ride. I hate it. It's so fun. You didn't have your man tits choking you as you (laughs) fell. Okay, that's that's the difference, right? I literally, literally had my gut wrap around my head (laughs) and I I, I needed to be cut out. That's how bad it was. There's actual footage on Adam's channel of me doing all, all these rides. And when we were doing the Guardians of the Galaxy one, you can literally see my tits lift up. No, it's intense. Yeah, it was I bad. Because it, yeah. it you fall faster than gravity. It's yeah. faster than gravity. Yeah. It's insane, right? Um, that's the only one I regret. But uh, Space Mountain was also a hell of an experience because it's a dark roller coaster. Yeah, I love that one. And Super I don't fun. like the dark, and I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> Those two are like my it. two favorites. Right? And so I, I did use my, my pain reliever to get through VidCon that day, and I was probably a little little buzzed by the time I got to Space Mountain. And I'm glad I was on it because I passed out on Space Mountain before getting <laughs> really? Space Mountain, like in the queue. I passed out at one point, and I played it off like I was just setting down. Whoa. But they knew that I passed out, right? Um, but, like, are you sure? And I'm like, oh, man, let's finish this killer? thing. Yeah, no, from, like, exhaustion. Because oh. I'd walked, like, seven and a half miles that yeah. day, right? Like, my body wasn't ready for it. It's Bro, December. You gotta, imagine, yeah, 
yeah, we got to get you like a Disney season pass and just get get you out there. Hell yeah, right? Like, or even just moving to a city because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the walk. I like this morning. I got to walk three and a half blocks just for fun, right? And who cares, right? Like, I actually have places. If you to have go something stuff to, to do. go, yeah, it makes sense. exactly. Like, when I was in New York, man, I was walking so much. Yeah, because it's just it's natural. It's part of your do you life. ever miss New York? Um, not really. Mm-hmm. I like LA a lot. Yeah. I like, I mean, New York's really fun to visit, but overall, I think L.A.'s is such a fantastic place. Um, I really like L.A. Because John was always the New York boy, right? He still yeah. is. And then he's moved to the edge of New York. Well, he's right? in New Jersey now. Okay, John, right. John's so funny. He goes, he, he'll be, he's the New York boy, and then all of a sudden one day he's like, I hate New York. Right, And yeah. I'm like, dude, you always love New York. And he's like, I never said that. <laughs> I'm like, John, you're new Mr. New York. <laughs> No, but he's in New York. He's in New Jersey. He loves it. John Casey still loves it. Like he's, he's, I think he'll die. Casey's moving he's to L.A. He's moving to Is L.A. He? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> he's moving to L.A. Oh, man. I need to watch some more Casey. I don't know if that's public. That. Maybe I don't Maybe it's not public. Huh. Well, I, what I do I know? know? He didn't tell me not to say anything. Yeah. Right. He told me he's moving to L.A. Yeah. That's cool, man. But John, John's doing great. He's fucking killing I know. His latest videos have been amazing, He put like three videos up in the last month. What the fuck? I know. He's out uploading me. Not that that's a feat these days, but right. I mean, it used yeah. to be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, unlike your videos, are good. I really like. No, I'm just kidding. I love what you've been uploading, but mine. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was making oh, the joke that John's content is better than yours. Uh, yeah, and, but it's not a joke. So, no, it's not. No, he puts so much work into. I the one time I got to hang out with John in real life. Wait, was it a joke? No, it's not at all. John's content is amazing. It's like it's top better tier. than mine. It's better than anybody's, dude. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no, well, seriously, it's better than fucking anybody. Seriously, like one time I talked to John. The one time I talked to John, hung out with him at VidCon, and he's like, Boogie, I want to quit YouTube. And I'm like, you can't. He says quit, that every right? time. And he goes, it's just so hard. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be hard, John. You make it hard on yourself. And he goes, every video has mm-hmm. to be better than the last video. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I would watch you complain about Donkey Kong in your bedroom again. Just make that. Please make that. I think like, no, I it think has to be good. Yeah. He's just incapable. He's who he is. He's right? neurotic. He cannot. Yeah, actually neurosis. He, he is really neurotic. Is, right? Yeah. I feel bad for the guy, but it no, works he's great. Because the videos are always no, better than the last one. I right? think what he needed is a really good team support mm-hmm. system, which he has. He's in a really healthy relationship with a really great girl. Yep. yep. And he's just got everything great. And he seems like mentally he's in a good place. Right. He's got a good team around him. And so I think he's just in a healthier place and right. to so be creative, you know? That's what I'm trying to build now for myself, right? I don't think I'll ever meet the girl. Um, I've given up on that, but I've got like, I hired my first, um, uh, uh, I hired my team to do my little crappy podcast and little gaming podcast nobody listens to. I was really doing that to try to build their careers. Um, and then hired my roommate who was working custodial at the, you know, the hyper building and doing like mowing lawns and crap. Hired him on as my PA and, and now I have like an actual team and, and then we're, I'm gearing up to hire to do this story, fire creation stuff, the content there with Francis to film in that gaming store I bought and like get some actual actors to make an actual narrative to tell the actual story. And it, yeah, I feel like really creative mm. for the first time in a while. And I feel like I'm sticking to my creative integrity mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's like I'm in a like really good place. Not that I think if most people were in the place I'm in right now, they would be like, wow, it's hard being you. You're suicidal and miserable. And I'm like, yes, but it's also the best I've ever been. Mm-hmm. This is the happiest I've ever been, including the whole time I was married, including my first year of Upper Bound, including, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I feel, like, um, I feel like I'm taking on the world. Well, let's keep it going. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that trajectory going. Let's see you in a year. Let's get you on that Harry Potter ride. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
And um, I'm always looking forward to uh, Boogie's next visit. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll see you in exactly one year. Yeah, one year? Yeah. I'll, and I'll have a one-year-old baby by then. hand. I know. That's going to be great. He doesn't exist yet, but he will next year. It's wild, man. You made life. Yeah, I know. And that life is going to affect the world. You think about that, right? Like, so what we're all doing as creators, right? We're trying to affect the world a little bit. Either it's just to entertain people or make them happier or whatever. But you're putting real life in the world. That life could cure cancer one day. It's not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Well, let's hope. Right. <laughs> no, he's going to be great. He's going to be a cool dude. But if he's anything like, I mean, if he, he's like me, he's not curing cancer. He might get really good at Fortnite 3. Now we're talking. Right. Now we've got expectations in the right mm-hmm. place. Not not like pro, but like pretty good. Right, like pretty good. Right? Yeah. Like I win like one out of three. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. My dream is to get rich enough so that he just uh, will never have to work and he can play Fortnite all day. A real trust not fund, happening. baby. Hell yeah, right? You ever see um, uh, Key and Peele has a sketch about um, Will Smith's son, Jaden? No. All right, and it's like super funny sketch, and I, it's one of my favorites. But Jaden is like reading a script, right? And he's like trying to relate to the script. So he's talking to this agent, and this agent's like, "Yeah, so this this uh, he plays basketball." And he goes, "Right, so where does he play the basketball?" And he's like, "Outside." And he's like, "In the hallway?" And he's like, "No, no, no, outside." And he's like, "In the garage." And he's like, "No, no, no, outside." Well, what is outside? <laughs> outside is that area. Like, when you get into your limo, it's the stuff you drive through. <laughs> and he's like, oh, why would he play ball out there? Right? And it's just like one of those, like, can you imagine like, raising fine. a kid that's so completely yeah. desensitizes Jaden Smith as to what yeah, reality is. my goal for, for Theodore. That's what I want for my dog. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of the joy about dogs. You can spoil them like you can't. And I do so bad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. in order to find, because he was addicted to human food when we got him, and he was underweight because they wouldn't feed him very often Mm -hmm. so i had to buy one of every treat Mm. that existed on amazon to find three that he liked yep and now to feed him those three he only eats part of them there's this one called goofballs and it's a white rawhide ball Mm. but there's a little red chicken strip that runs through it he'll piece out the chicken strip (laughs) and i have to throw away the rawhide Mm -hmm. and they come out to like a buck a ball so he's eating like four a day (laughs) i'm spending four bucks a day on one of the treats but who gives a shit yeah he's my dog I will starve before yeah. that dog will do without a, a, yeah. a goofball. Yeah, we got to get him. The, we got to get goofballs stat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you in a year. Thank you, man. We wish you well. We wish you all the best. Yeah. We wish you happiness and joy. Stay out of the comments for Christ's sake. Yeah. Do yourself a I'm favor. not even checking Twitter for the Stay week. Stay out. Leave. Done. Just do it. Just do it. Do a check and then give yourself a week. And after the week, be like, just check in with yourself. Right. See how you're doing. Here's what I will say. Let me close with this. Okay. If anything I have said in this podcast has been stupid. If anything I've said on the internet has been stupid, I want you to know I have nothing but the best of intentions. The only thing I want is for the people listening right now to have love and prosperity and and find some happiness in their life. And if you're unhappy with me, screw me, ignore me, forget I exist, and go find something that makes you happy, man. Don't spend your time tearing me down. Spend your time building yourself up. That's all I've ever tried to do for me. I've tried to never tear anybody down. Tim Sweeney maybe a little bit from time to time. But for the most part, I'm just trying to build my life up. Please let me do that. And and why don't you guys go do that for yourselves, right? I get it. I suck sometimes. I've really screwed up, and I've tried to make up for it. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to put positivity in the world, and I'm trying to help people, whether it's get their teeth done or come play at my game store or whatever, man. And, and I hope you choose to do the same. Put the same effort 
you would put into tearing me or Ethan or Ela or Little Teddy or Shredder down. Little Teddy? Yeah. He's not even in the world. People it's are shitting on town, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, use that same effort to build your life out, and and let's make this place a better place, man. There let's, you go. Let's make let's Mordor make, yes. great again. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Beautiful. Beautiful. You heard it here, you troll-ass bitches, you fucking <laughs> hater-ass cocksuckers, you cucks. Get a fucking life, in other words, right? Well, that's your words, and I will not Get adamantly life, agree to them. Get a you motherfucking losers. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Get a life. All right, guys. Thank you, ma'am. Hope you have a terrific weekend. Thank you, as always, for watching. We love and appreciate you. H3 Army, we're going to war every episode here on the H3 Podcast. We are going to war. Thanks for watching. Thanks I love you watching. very much. And I'll speak with you again soon. Sons of bitches. <laughs> you fucking cuck. Fucking cuck. Get off of Reddit. Go find a girl. Yeah. <laughs>